Genre. What up, nerds, and welcome to Tales from the Short Box, the once-weekly Wednesday podcast where we talk about last week's comics today. I am your host, Adam Sheehan, and I'm here today with your panel of co-hosts, Sean Petit. What's up, everybody? Casey Crawford. Hello, hello. And RJ Vite. Hello. Hey. You got it right this time. I did. I'm I so just, proud of you. I was going <laughs> to just go right past it because, you know... Whatever. Anyway, as a courtesy, I want to remind all of our listeners that this is a spoiler-heavy podcast. If you haven't read uh, last week's books yet, we may ruin them for you, so maybe hold off. Or not. Whatever. I want to ruin these comics for you. Uh, Anyway, we'll do our best to catch you up on the stuff that uh, that you may or may have not read. We have a couple top stories today. Uh, Absolute Carnage by Donny Cates and Ryan Stegman. House of X by Jonathan Hickman and Pepe Larraz. And Marvel 1000 by uh literally everybody literally yeah. every single <laughs> person every so, living person at least so yeah, yeah. uh I, i'd like to start things off uh let's kind of go around uh we're gonna do this kind of a round robin style where he's gonna take uh, a couple top picks uh from our our usual weekly poll that i think we've already shared on instagram by now we have <laughs> we have yes yeah. so uh uh let's start with you sean what's uh what's on top of your pile this week all right, I think uh, the top one was this, uh, I believe, the last issue of the Spider-Man Life Story uh, little anthology. I guess it's more of a miniseries, not it an is, anthology. It is, yeah. No, um, it's, uh, I'm, I'm bummed that I'm behind on this because I love Zdarsky, and it's just, it's so sad. Yeah, I, I, so, I know the whole plot at this point, but yeah, please so enlighten us. Chip Zdarsky and Mark Bagley did the art. So basically, the whole concept of the story is, it's like, you know, Spider-Man through the years, so it started in the 60s, but it's okay, f- Spider-Man's been around for like 50 plus years. What if he aged in real time instead of just being 30 forever? Right. So it, he goes through each decade, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and he's aging throughout the year. So this is the the 10s, so the 2010s. So he's an old man at this point. But he's like 80 now? Yeah. He's probably, yeah. I think he, yeah, something like that. Yeah. He's in like his late, but he's still Spider-Man and up, which is <laughs> awesome. That's, like, that's great. It's awesome. So like it kind of goes through, so each decade, you kind of it kind of highlights a story with like the the villain of that decade so like green Go- like all the classics this one i believe is like it's like doc ock and a little bit of venom um it's also a bit of historical fiction right because like yeah, captain yeah. america joins the vietnam war in the first issue yeah and, like, yeah it's a, it, it's a total it's like a what if yeah. spider-man story elseworlds yeah like. so like yeah. he's got a family like he's got like there's stories with like Ben Riley and like the whole clone thing and like mm-hmm. fallout from that, but like he's like actually is happy for a little bit, so that's like very unique for him. <laughs> that's not and, a Spider-Man yeah, story, and that yeah. doesn't that doesn't end up going well. That's and, not yeah. my Spider-Man. Exactly. The so, only thing I know about this book is that every single thing that could possibly happen that's tragic uh, happens in this particular in, one. In this run, like it's yeah, just, there's some tragic, but like there's also some good stuff. Like he's got kids and they got some powers. He's like actually married to Mary Jane and stuff. Like there's some like. Some but happy doesn't stuff, like, but like also uh, something happen with a clone where like Mary picks his clone over him or something? There's like some crazy clone thing. Yeah, spot. like he basically people think I think he gives up his life as Peter Parker to Ben Riley because he just wants to live with Mary Jane and be happy. So Ben Riley goes off and is Peter Parker. Oh, because okay. they're exactly because they're yeah yeah they're so clone. It's, he's a clone. And then mayhem ensues from there's issues from there. But this particular <laughs> one, so he's an old man at this point. Mm-hmm um he's kind of he's got kids they got powers but he's obviously has to go save the world one more time from dr doom 
Oh, yeah, it's like a battle world thing, right? So we go... Not even really. Okay. Like, it's a weird thing. Like, okay. he has to just go to, like, some old Stark space station, because, okay. of course, he does, to, like, set off this beam to, like, n- negate doom technology throughout the world. Classic Spider-Man sure. stuff. Yep. He has, to, <laughs> he has to undoom the world. Ah, oh, nice. I like it. <laughs> that that hurt. That hurt me. <laughs> Good. <laughs> so it's cool. It's cool. So he brings up, uh, instead of like Daydream, he brings up Miles Morales, who's been like his like protege. Oh, it's like his, his Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Perfect. Yeah. Yeah. That's perfect. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. Uh, so they kind of go off. They're doing this thing. And then, you know, uh, <laughs> they're kind of fixed. trying to undoom the world. Then Venom Craven, the hunter, shows up. Sure. Venom Craven. Venom Craven. Okay. I- I'm listening. Yeah. <laughs> Battle ensues. Uh, they somehow get through it, but then it's discovered that Miles Morales and much of the, high, uh, I guess the higher priority Spider, not higher priority, higher profile Spider-Man stories of the last tens was the Superior Spider-Man run, where oh, Doc yeah, Ock yeah. takes over for Peter Parker, and he has done that with Miles Morales. Oh, and then they just kind of, it's like I'm gonna, def- you know classic spider-man stuff he takes over for miles yeah so he kind of same way they did superior he kind of takes over miles morales's brain so it's still his body and everything and like he's kind of riding shotgun uh but doc ock's like in in control and like peter parker figures it out and kind of gets there but then with all the damage and battle and stuff he has to basically he there's one escape pod as there always is in these situations (laughs) So he puts Miles in it and sends him off, and he basically becomes, you know, ends the run here of just like kind of self-sacrifice, sacrificing mm-hmm. himself, and just kind of completing the cycle of like just kind of being a hero and like his whole. It was really well done. It was a cool story throughout the whole thing. Um, you got to look at every villain and really every major character in the whole Spider-Man universe which really. is good because i feel like uh as as blasphemous as this is spider-man is a really big gap in my comic no- knowledge because i just have never really been a huge spider-man fan that's like one of those ones yeah. that i'm just like it's I, I know about it and that there are runs that are good but just like not my thing so this is a good like supplementary and actually the trade paperback comes out uh today so yeah. if you missed the entire is- like, all the issues have been selling out like crazy so yeah. if you missed them go pick up the trade paperback and get a like a quick it's a like, great read yeah for sure yeah I- yeah, I, I wanted to wait it. until it was all collected. That's I got I got I fell behind and I've just been waiting for the reading. Yeah, I got two issues in and I was like I'm gonna I'm gonna <laughs> trade wait yeah. as they say. <laughs> reading that collected would be really cool. Just kind yeah. of yeah. it, it would be an easy nice and I'm hoping they kind of do this with other characters, not even just I Marvel so characters. Like it was a really cool like again like what if comic book characters actually aged like that's a it cool kind of reminds me of me. Uh, like Superman Secret Origin where he ages it's. He starts out as a kid who's obsessed with Superman, and then he gets Superman's powers, but he's still named Clark Kent. Oh, you hmm. mean it wasn't Secret Identity? Or was it wasn't Secret Origins? I don't Secret remember. Identity. Oh, okay. Secret yeah, like Origins the per- is Eckwin. the Jeff Johns one. Yeah, there you okay. go. Yeah. Uh, Secret Identity, and then uh, the ending is him like reflecting upon his life with his children that are now Superman. So, which yeah, is not a nice. storyline you get with these characters, really. No, ever. yeah. Especially yeah. like ones that are 
so resistant to having anyone close to them because yeah. they always die. <laughs> yeah, right. pretty much. So it was really cool to get that kind of that side of Spider-Man because you don't really have that very much. And I, I love that Chip Zdarsky is really coming into his own with like some like serious like he we, we all kind of got to know him with like sex criminals and like Howard the Duck and a bunch of like funny like he's a yeah. funny dude but he is also just an incredible writer. Yeah, yeah he can a, just switch gears. Yeah, yeah. and he is fantastic. Yeah, I think like, I feel like Spider-Man is natural for him because it is. of that. Mm-hmm. He he can do both very easily. Totally. His uh, Marvel two and one was really good at that too. Mm-hmm. He had great moments of sadness. Yeah. Because of especially <laughs> Emma sacrificing herself to become anti Galactus. Oh yeah, yeah, that was, that was great. <laughs> great moment as one does. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, so that's it for that book. So nice. uh, yeah, I do, I do have to admit, um, when I first started reading this series, I thought it was going to be like. X-Men Grand Design. I thought mm. it was just going to be and like... And you're like, wait a minute. I don't remember this happening. But it didn't take me until the third issue. I was like, hang on a minute. <laughs> At first, I thought I was just like, oh, I didn't remember that well, doesn't happening. like I guess yeah. Norman dumb. Osborn yeah, yeah. figure out who Spider-Man is in the very first issue? That didn't happen in the 60s. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't I wasn't reading comics that's, in I mean, the that's 60s. Fair. I was just it like, oh, I guess that's <laughs> yeah. how fast that happened. Uh, <laughs> wow, Norman's right. a smart guy. <laughs> He's just also crazy. He's somewhat of a scientist. It's supposed to grand design, which changes things that you'd never notice. Yeah. Just for the sake of making continuity fluid. I love that book. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did just announce they're doing a grand design for the Fantastic Four, which is great because oh, I've never really read the Fantastic good, yeah. Four in any kind of like oh, other man. than Hickman, really. The Hickman um, so yeah, the Hickman one's good, but great. like I've never and like I'm aware of all the Kirby stuff just because it looks cool, but I never really read it. You know what I mean? I'm like just looked at the art, so I'm I'm really excited to like read that grand design and just try to digest it. It's whack. <laughs> I can't wait till they get to the part where they're stuck in Egypt with Kane the Conqueror and Apocalypse. <laughs> but yeah, what about you, Casey? What's at the top of your poll? Um, oddly enough, I'm not usually a DC guy but this week uh, Batman Superman was fantastic um, and I, I especially say oddly enough because I do love Batman and Superman but I did not like Dark Knight's Metal like one bit at all I know that's a bit of a hot take in some circles I think everyone here not this one yeah this 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 team <laughs> yeah, this is team anti anti-metal um, I wanted to like it too yeah I yeah wanted I wanted to love it, it. I love so Scott much. Snyder I love Greg, Greg Capullo pretty sure anti-metal is a metal in metal I think it is it's yes. possible. there's a, a metal for everything <laughs> oh, else so it would make sense um, but yeah so basically the premise of the Batman Superman book is um after metal and after the Batman who laughs miniseries, uh, the, the Batman who laughs has been running rampant through like the DC universe and kind of, you know, cr- creating havoc and, and fighting Batman. And in this one, they, the Batman and uh, Superman have to investigate because clearly like this kid gets kidnapped and the, and the only witness says Superman took him. So they're like, Oh God, there's a Superman who laughs. Oh God. Cause the, the, the Batman who laughs has like the batarangs with the thing that infected him into being basically the Joker. So now he can do that to any of the other heroes. So everyone in the Justice League is suspect as a potential blank who laughs, you know. Uh, (laughs) It's the worst villain name it There's is. some bad villain names. And they, they say I it just, multiple times. And they're like, the Batman who laughs is going to be at the... I'm just like, no. oh, God, it just does not roll like, off the yeah, tongue. It's, it's like a pip named Slickback. You yeah. say the whole thing. You say the whole thing. Yeah, but it's, it's not a, it's my a favorite. It's a callback to that silent film that inspired the Joker. It is. Well, and there's also been multiple, like... like d- the, the Man Who Laughs. The Man Who Laughs is like also a Batman storyline. I forget who who did that one, but like, you know... What's the name of that actor? Uh, but yeah, yeah, that was like the inspiration for the Joker originally. So it is, it is a callback to that, but like, man, if you... Had they had known that was going to be like a main character in the DCU, they could have not done that. Uh, given them an abbreviation or something. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. BWL. BWL. 
Um, but yeah, so this one is pretty cool because they're like, you know, the classic Batman Superman dichotomy where they're kind of like their inner thoughts are. Yeah, like, their banter is so good in this. It's really yeah. well done. I love Joshua. It's yeah, so it's Joshua Williamson, and I don't remember who the artist was. Do we have it handy? Oh, I'm so bad at this. I'm sorry. But yeah, it is uh, Joshua Williamson is the writer, and David Marquez is the the artist. On Williamson that one. is someone I've followed for a long time. He's great. Nailbiter and Birthright and. Uh, what else did he do? Um, oh, Ghosted. He, he's such a good writer. Yeah, all of his image stuff is really great. And I haven't read much of it because I'm not a huge Flash fan, but he's been writing The Flash since Rebirth, and everyone I know loves it. Um, yeah, he's, he's definitely done some, some really good stuff for you know for dc nowadays so I'm, I'm glad he's on this book because it just it worked perfectly and uh the end of the book basically they're like it, i forget exactly where they get to but uh the they, the, found, they find the batman they find his lair the yeah batman, oh the they, yeah lair, they find his lair looks a lot like and then they talk about like oh the lair says a lot about you type yeah. of stuff and like, then they're yeah. like oh, well you could be a batman who laughs and he's like what well, but i'm not <laughs> yeah right yeah in a very like, batman way what are you gonna actually do? very dry and, and, yeah. and they also have a a very like uh tower of babel type conversation because like the tower of babel is one of my favorite like justice league storylines where like ra's al ghul uses all of batman's contingency plans against all the justice league so the justice is like what the hell man like you just <laughs> had these like contingencies to destroy all of us with a snap of a finger and he's like yeah what why wouldn't you do that for me because i will destroy you if i get taken over like you're done you know so um so he basically has that conversation with clark he's like what are you gonna do if i get turned because you can't handle this and uh while they're having that conversation uh shazam shazam who laughs Oh. <laughs> uh, billy batson shows up. well yeah so, so they think that it's a robin <laughs> and then they they see it's like he's like oh yeah my name's billy batson and like both of them are just like oh crap. <laughs> this is not great yeah and i love like the last line it's like i've always wondered if i could beat you superman it's just like oh perfect awesome uh so that's it's just fan- it's super fantastic i loved it a lot yeah it's, it's a, good a good classic time. like batman superman like like you said like banter like yeah. dynamic but also like this could be like a fun book. Yeah. Like just it's like turning the Justice League into like crazy people and then oh, having them fight. Like that could be awesome. Yeah. Turning them all into jokers. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Uh, which is just crazy because I, I hate that character in, in metal. <laughs> so now now they're actually turning into I can't wait for good. Nort who laughs. The Nort who laughs? What, yeah. What is that? Nort from the Green Lantern. Who? No. All right. <laughs> it's okay. The bat mite who laughs. Oh, no, the new who laughs. The jarro who the laughs. The, 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 the jarro who laughs. That's going to be good. <laughs> uh, what was the name of the, the sentient volcano in uh, Morrison? Volk? The Volk who laughs. Yes. <laughs> DC Stop is it. bananas. Man. Wild, dude. What if you turn someone who can't laugh into someone who laughs? Who can't laugh? I don't know. I can Volk <laughs> laugh. I don't know. <laughs> It'll just sound like gurgling noises. <laughs> just but yeah. So that was probably my my favorite book this week, other than you know the big ones we're going to talk about at the end of the episode. So yeah. Uh, what about uh, what about you, RJ? What's at the top of your poll? Uh, probably my favorite book is Freedom Fighters number eight. Now tell uh, me about this because I know nothing. Well, the writer is Robert Venditti, and the pencilers are Eddie Barrows and Jack Herbert. So this book is. Eight issues in, and it's going to be a 12-issue maxi-series. It is essentially uh, a continuation of Earth-X, where uh, Germany won World War II and has taken over America, and uh, the Freedom Fighters are, uh, exist as a team. Um, it's Uncle Sam, Black Condor, Phantom Lady, Doll Man, Human Bomb... 
and I'm sure I'm missing someone. So it's basically Man in the High Castle, but with superheroes. Yeah. Okay. Well, in the first issue, they all die. Oh, all right. Um, <laughs> they they die. They're because they're normal DC heroes from from yeah, a while. Yeah, yeah. I've never read the original Freedom Fighters. I know this yeah. is a callback to that old series, but, but I, it's just one that I've never really been. So aware in of. this one, they all die, and it's the current day America covered in Nazis. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like teaming with Nazis. <laughs> yeah, it's just well, it's just you know, what it's like right now. It's just 2019. It's yeah. just 2019. It's awesome. Yeah. There's Hitler no. too, <laughs> and uh, the Freedom Fighters are kind of like on. Wait, did you say Hitler too? Yes. Okay. It's his son. <laughs> <laughs> Not even Hitler Junior. Just Hitler too. Hitler um, too. Hitler. Secret of the ooze. <laughs> Electric but the, boogaloo. The Freedom Fighters are back, <laughs> minus Uncle Sam. Uh, Uncle Sam died with the originals, and then the rest are now legacy characters. So oh. it's like Black Condor's son or whatever. Yeah, somebody and else picks up the torch. Yeah, for they all. all pick up mantles. Okay. Um, and it's not doll man anymore. It's doll woman, doll lady. <laughs> nice. Um, and they're trying to find Uncle Sam to get him back and uh, get America back. Uh How's that working out? Uh, <laughs> I, well, I'm asking for myself. At this point, they've got they 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 have Uncle Sam now. Okay. Uh, it turns out that whenever someone believes in America, it just makes them more powerful. Oh, tight. So they're like it's like uh, Tinkerbell. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, they're fighting. America. There's an actual scene where they're fighting, and he's like, "I just I just need a little bit of energy," and someone starts singing the national anthem. He's like he's like Hulk Hogan. Oh yeah! Like he would he would do that thing where like he would he would put his put hand it. up to his ear and then the fans would give him more strength. Yeah, perfect. Yeah, yeah. it's great. Um, <laughs> the uh, SS are all plastic men. Oh Jesus Christ! Oh my God, I love it. So their current plan in this issue—that's actually terrifying. Yeah, it, that's horrible. Yeah. Oh, it's he's really terrifying. Pound for pound, the most powerful DC character. Yeah. Nah. Uh, nah. He's no Batman who laughs. <laughs>, <laughs> no, nah, seriously, like there's you cannot kill plastic man. Yeah. Well, no. he's, he's not powerful, he's just unkillable, which is problems for Nazis. They a, find yeah. out in this that's, one that's that they power. just have <laughs> Phantom Lady teleport their heads away. Tight. Whoa. So, yeah, that's creative. <laughs> and also, this is the back story for the issue 8 is the back story for Black Condor and he was a slave. And it is just depressing. Oh, cool. Because <laughs> um, he has to go back to where he was a slave because they're trying to get the Plastic Man formula <laughs> to make Uncle Sam a Plastic Man. <laughs> yeah. What? Is I, this book? Oh, wow. I this, love this. This yeah. is crazy. Like, it has I, consistently been one of my favorite books being put out. And it's very underrated. I think Robert Venditti is a very underrated writer. He kind of got um, tasked with following up Jeff Johns' Green Lantern which was impossible. Yeah. And yeah. that's rough. He's just kind of under the radar. Um, yeah, this is the, one of those books that I know nothing about, but I know the people that l- like it love it. Like, yeah. it, it's a little bit of a cult book right now. Like, it's like the people that are reading it are obsessed with it. It's consistently awesome. Yeah. And I, even though it's been pretty slow because it's 12 months. Uh, mm. I just enjoy every time. Hey, it it's comes coming out. out faster than Doomsday Clock. It, hey. um, everything <laughs> is coming out faster than Doomsday Clock. I feel like every time RJ, you tell me about a DC book, my mind just 
explodes a well, little bit. Like, I was, you're blowing my mind with these <laughs> books. Like they're freaking crazy. I was just gonna say the same thing. Like I, I haven't read really much DC at all in the last decade. And you're since we started talking about this podcast, since we started doing this, you're making me want to jump in. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. I agree with that. Like, I mean, there's definitely I, some great. If you like that kind of stuff, I like, kind of want to trade weight Freedom Fighters because I feel like it'll just be an insane like. R- read definitely. but like it'll be enjoyable like yeah. i definitely won't not like it. like it'll be great i started reading <laughs> doom patrol because of casey yeah, uh, yeah that is i tried just jumping into the last two no. issues i was like i, I, I have no <laughs> idea yeah, what you can't do that. i'm starting I mean, from like, the beginning you're also not wrong even people that have been reading it since the beginning have no idea what's going on but that's like kind of the beauty of it is you just like all right i'm in like feet first and you just yeah exactly. Yeah, I, I just Perfect. thought i could yes and my way through an issue <laughs> that i'm like I yeah you probably need to know at least who the characters are before you get into <laughs> i might watch the tv show yeah just to that's a good get, one. Get oh man brendan nice... fraser's perfect in that sh- like that show is like I'm actually so excellent who is this yeah. cyborg yeah, for sure i yeah, I'd cyborg was really pointless in that show, but everything else is perfect. Like I, I just like how so perfect. how they they like kind of take a step aside every now and again to explain who's real and who's not real. <laughs> yes, that's that's good because <laughs> that would be confusing. I'm like, oh uh, what? Yeah, well, because they're all like like the main chick Casey is just a comic book character. We're going to talk about more Doom Patrol next week, so yeah. we're not going to get into it. I'll, 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 I'll give a rundown on we'll that table one. That. I, may yeah. have, I may have started uh, the Morrison run by then, and oh. I might be very confused. Yeah. I'm I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm almost done the Tom King Batman hardcover. Oh, so that's perfect. all my, that's next on the list. Perfect. All right, what about you, Adam? Yeah. So um I guess right here at the top of my pile is uh Drawing Blood. Um I've been loving this book. It's really great. It's by Kevin Eastman. Uh you know him from the Ninja Turtles. <laughs> uh, right, yeah. <laughs> Dave Avalone and uh Ben Bishop. It's I I, I didn't know what to think about this book at first because I, I had to read the first, I think, two issues really quickly because we actually interviewed David Avalone on the TMNT Minute show. So listen to that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty cool. I, there's You'll get a lot more of the rundown by listening to that. It's a, They give us a long interview. So the, the, the basic rundown is it's kind of semi-autobiographical. There's this, there's this character, uh, everyone calls him Books. <laughs> His last <laughs> name's Bookman, I think it is. Yeah. But... Yeah. Um, Bookman who laughs. Bookman who laughs. laughs. But he created this this franchise called the uh, radically rearranged Rag Ronin Ragdolls. Rag yeah, dolls, that's it. Yep. Which is kind I of a, a nod to the Ninja Turtles. They're they're cats. Yeah, they're ninja cats. I'm just now realizing I read the first issue of this. <laughs> oh, you just remembered? What? I just remembered that I read this. <laughs> I probably told you to buy well, it. Yeah. They, they came out with a companion first issue of R R R R. Yeah, awful and hard to say. Yeah, it's not great. But uh, it's it, the the standalone issue was fantastic. One of them talks uh, exclusively in haiku, which yeah. I think is great. It is great. And, it's like uh, Edrigan, <laughs> not right. haiku, but but it's it's about this kind of down on his luck artist. So he, the whole thing is he sold the rights to his franchise to some kids network several years ago and <laughs> took a buyout, and then all of the money kind of evaporated. And he put all of his remaining money into a Broadway musical of <laughs> Metropolis. Yes. Yep. The the classic uh, silent film. Silent film. Oh, oh sweet. <laughs> bold. That bold. is a bold marketing strategy. But uh, his his mentor ends up uh, committing suicide, and it turns out that 
his mentor, also business partner, had a lot of dealing with some Lithuanian mobsters. Yeah, don't call them Russian mobs. Of course. They're not Lith- Russian mobs. Lithuanian. They're, they're, they're the, the new Russian mobs. Does someone get offended by getting yes. called Russian? Yes. Yeah, that's <laughs> it's from the book. You should read it. <laughs> you should definitely read it. But, uh, so so they, they come calling to, to, to Bookman to kind of call in the debts and he's like dude I, I don't have any money yeah this is the first time learning about this yeah <laughs> so he ends up make giving them producer credit on this <laughs> broadway musical <laughs> so yeah but anyway in in issue issue four is pretty great because he's at a comic book convention he just agreed to for some extra money consult on a movie being made about his franchise which is literally just called er and someone er. was like is it called r r r r or er <laughs> he's like i don't know man leave me alone <laughs> <laughs> but uh so the the director of the film who's i forget his name it's some pun based on michael bay I think it's, oh, I think of course it's, i think his last name's harbor or something <laughs> awesome it's great but uh he goes out he goes on the internet and he goes yeah they're not going to be mutants they're going to be alien cats oh, oh no. my god and he does this the morning uh he's uh, this bookman character is supposed to do a signing and announcement at new york comic-con so he shows up at new york comic-con the place is just just <laughs> protesters outside like people want to rip him in half Oh, and the way man. he gets through the crowd is he puts on a mask, like a kid's mask of one of his characters, so he can just get through the floor at Comic-Con. Brilliant. And yeah. then he runs into Kevin Eastman. Awesome. Oh, my so God. Which good. is even better. Oh. So, yeah, it's this is this book has been a lot of fun. It's really, it's dark. It kind of opens up this part of Kevin Eastman, Kevin Eastman's brain that I, I never really was aware of. It it, it kind of takes. There's the tortured artist aspect to it, and like even yeah. like talking to his. I think the mentor directly quotes like Jack Kirby's, just like comic books will break your heart, kid. Like everything is very like, oh, this is a hard, yeah. hard industry, and it'll it'll destroy you. Especially when like it, he has like PTSD about drawing. Like he tries to like do a sketch for something. They're like, oh, can you draw me a like? I don't remember any of the the cat's names, but somebody asks him for a sketch, and he's like, he's paralyzed yeah. he physically can't and you know yeah i think it was like really like intense really like big of him to like take this risk and be so like honest because i feel like yeah. he's never done anything this like serious you know what i mean and this this is all from him too this is his own studio um he actually funded the first volume on kickstarter there's a kickstart out for the the second volume oh cool so yeah if you if, if you like it you want to you want it to keep going? Go give Kevin Eastman some of your money. <laughs> I mean, according to this book, he probably needs it. <laughs> right. I don't but, know if he's in with the Lithuanian mob, but he might be. <laughs> uh, a, a gory detail that we find out in the third issue, they go to this uh, this mentor character's um, funeral, and he finds out that uh, when he when he was a kid, he, he met uh, this mentor. He's like one of his favorite artists. And he said something in passing like, you know, if I knew what this industry was like, I would have cut off my drawing hand a long time ago. And that's actually how he committed suicide. Yeah, it's intense. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, it's pretty... It's a definitely a dark comedy. It has both el- both equal yeah. parts dark and comedy. Right. Yeah. It's, it's very dark, but uh, very funny at times. I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah, that's a good one. So, uh, yeah. Sean, what else you got for us? Uh, the next one up. DC. This is like one of the few DC books that doesn't completely break my brain. <laughs> Not completely. Uh, yeah. But it's uh, Batman, Curse of the White Knight. It's uh, Sean Murphy and Matt Hollingsworth. 
Well, so, it's Sean Murphy and Sean Murphy and Matt Hollingsworth is doing oh, yeah. the colors. That's right. Yeah. Sean Murphy's doing the art and yeah. he writes it. I'm yeah. sorry. You're right. <laughs> How dare you? But there's two names on there. I want to make sure both of them were said. So this is Sean's last podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so this is um this Curse of the White Knight. It's a follow-up to the miniseries Batman White Knight, which just super quips quick synopsis. Uh Batman's kind of like becomes like public enemy number one through the work of one Jack Napier, mm-hmm. which you find out is the, I guess... Cured Joker. The I'm going to say cured in quotes. The alternate person. <laughs> the alternate ego yeah. of the Joker. Very two-faced. Joker on meds. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Okay. yeah. yeah. Well, Joker. yeah, so Joker gets Joker cured. On Joker gets cured, and he's basically like, wow, I needed, like a mental health professional and you just punched me like that's not like you use your resources you, you can't do good. that he yeah basically yeah he, batman becomes the enemy because like the one percent is the enemy the elites if you will and yes I love which it. they go very much into that <laughs> into this one but that yeah so on brand yes case. yeah so the the whole thing is batman they're fighting he's like no it's the joker like he's all bad news and everyone's like uh bro he's doing great work like yeah. can you just not yeah he's <laughs> like, he's good he's running for like uh, yeah, congress the, the or end yeah. i think the end of the series he uh becomes City a he becomes a councilman. Yeah, that's uh, something the commissioner. It. It's, it's no, no, not commissioner because he's yeah, because Gordon is Gordon. actually the yeah. mayor. Yeah, yeah. At, oh at this time, he's know. the mayor. He's, I believe. He works for the government at some yes. point. Yes, yeah. Napier becomes like a councilman, so it's yeah. like, uh oh, what's gonna happen now? So now it's Curse of the White Knight, and now it starts. He kind of opens up the vault a little bit. So like the first two issues of this are like looks into the past. Like the first one just starts off with two people. <laughs> Having a sword duel in Wayne Manor, <laughs> and like col- like colonial Gotham. Yeah, like yeah. you find out like one of them's a Wayne and one of them, I believe, is a. It's like Lafayette, Arkham. and they call him Laffy. Yeah, it's an uh, Arkham. Wonder who that's an- whose ancestor uh, that is. Wow. <laughs> well, no, it's okay. an Arkham. Oh yeah, 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 it's an Arkham guy. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, Lafayette Arkham. Yes. But they they, they call he looks him like, Laffy. He looks like the Joker, and his name is Laffy. Yeah, yeah. So, so. you find out he's an Arkham guy. So like yeah. they kind of give you some backstory on like what's going on that. Um, just kind of leading into it's like Batman's like, what am I gonna do? Like, joke like because Napier's like he's switching between Joker and Napier now. Oh no! So, so he's for the like, most part, Napier's gone. Like, yeah, like the, the the Joker came back full force. Napier is like theoretically dead, but he yeah, knows, you know, obviously he's probably gonna come back. But like, he's it's, in a, dude. It's crazy. Joker is in Arkham, <laughs> being Joker. Yeah, like he is full Joker again. So now Batman's trying to like put the pieces back together. Uh, there's. So this issue, you kind of see one of his ancestors that's kind of imprisoned. Um, and then, like, this dude shows up and is just like, hey, do you want to be in jail? He's like, nah. He's like, all right, well, just follow my lead. Yeah. He just starts killing well, people. Let me know if you do. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's uh, just like, all right, uh, follow my lead. And he yeah. just starts killing a bunch of people. And you find out he's from, um, he's like a Templar type person from yeah. saint uh, the the saint dumas yeah, yeah. saint he's, dumas which he's an ancestor, azriel, yeah, of, he's azriel, an ancestor yeah. of azriel so you find out like yeah so and then the next page azriel shows up <laughs> <laughs> but basically that, that ancestor that ancestor azriel uh, offers wayne his his true heritage which is half of gotham correct and he's like okay all you have to do it's is give come. me the other half and we're cool yeah and much. he's like no i think he ends up like Betraying not him. Betraying him, yeah. obviously, because the other half of Gotham is not owned by... The, the crazy uh, the, uh, Crusaders. The temp- yeah, yeah, by the Crusaders. It's, <laughs> it was like the Ark and the, all the other families. So. Yeah. They're not, they're not led by l- religious extremists. Yeah. And there's like a weird little tidbit. <laughs> they're going to go kill Laffy, who they hint may or may not be true that he's a vampire. 
Yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what is with vampires and comics all of a sudden? Dude, I don't know, man. They're I mean, everywhere. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, we're just gonna go kill this guy so we can take I feel all like their land. That's lands. more like the mythos of like. Uh, I don't think he's gonna end up being a, a vampire. I think that's just like. Uh, he's a crazy dude and like, you know, colonial era. That's a really easy mythology to get started, you know, with just weird rumors and stuff. But I don't know. Maybe he is. Maybe, maybe the Joker's also a vampire. That'd be a tight. Oh, yeah. Maybe I'm sweet. a vampire. So I don't now know. there's like this. Sh- yeah. So then they, they, they I've do never this. I've seen my own reflection. <laughs> I wouldn't know. Because <laughs> you don't own a mirror. Yeah. That's yeah. You, that's why you don't uh, um, brush your hair. <laughs> <laughs> So they like they kind of go through. Batman's trying to pick up the pieces, trying to like figure out what to do with Joker and all this stuff. Like he goes, <laughs> just pops up on um, Harley Quinn's mantle, who's like not Harley Quinn. She's Quinzel, I guess. The normal. Oh, there's there's the two Harley version. Quinns. Oh my god, that's right. Yes. So from this the is a very confusing. Thing. I am so, <laughs> so confused. When you said you didn't break your brain, <laughs> I'm confused. <laughs> it broke my brain. Right. But I, I'm definitely enjoying it because you're getting some again very what if type things. Yeah. So like the linear storytelling in the book is actually very coherent. We're just yeah. like oh and also oh and also like, yeah they're like retelling like it this shadowy now. very like Amanda Waller type person. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, she's, she's the def- speaks for the elites. The speaks elite. for the elites is putting up basically this team led by Azrael now to pretty much go kill batman yeah because batman huh. promised to take down the elites he's like you know yeah. what jack napier was right and these people are destroying the city on purpose like these people are funding the crime that yeah. persists you know like 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 the real world and uh so yeah. so so she's like you better not mess with this batman Get in line or oh, she, she goes to bruce wayne and she goes she's to like, bruce wayne's like i know who you are you're, you're batman and you don't want to do this and she's, he's just like oh uh, I'm going to. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, uh, like, like uh, he's definitely like taking As Bruce Wayne does. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, the whole idea is like to get it, like, I think they're trying to make Bruce Wayne and like to be the, obviously the villain, but like to use his money and like all that kind of stuff for good. But like the other big storyline is like Gordon now is trying to like get in line too, but like he's Gordon. He's like, you know, you're also definitely still the Joker. Like, and he's very nefarious. Like he doesn't quite get in line and he's doing like this press conference and does this whole thing. And they're just like, oh, yep. You didn't listen to us. Barbara Gordon's Batgirl. Well, Joker actually Joker comes on shows stage. up and is like, "Yep, here's your secret identity revealed to all of Gotham." Yeah, and, and also he... you're terrible, Gordon. How did you not know your own daughter was yeah. Batgirl? Does Gordon go, "Oh, what?" <laughs> yeah, he pretty does. much. He goes, and then, "Oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's the red hair." And then he gets real mad. Yeah. Yeah, He's and he he, and he blames Batman because <laughs> Batman basically yeah. Batman had promised to out his secret and then changed his mind. Correct. And he's like, "This is your fault. This is you're the reason so my no. daughter's ro- life is ruined. Right. How dare you?" I always love alt Earth um story like superhero stories where the uh where there's a character who like knows the secret identity of the the main hero and just goes of course i figured it out in like two days yeah, it's not hard <laughs> yeah <laughs> this was yes your, your dna is scattered all over gotham <laughs> it is not difficult to figure out you are gross. or it's superman <laughs> oh, I, was thinking, I was thinking blood but sure you or superman and someone just took <laughs> it's superman someone just took two pictures yeah. and just went wait a minute <laughs> <laughs> hold on. on here spot the differences <laughs> I, I always love that people could never tell superman's identity the dumbest here's the thing have time. you seen I, have you ever seen Zoe Deschanel without glasses and bangs? You I don't would, think I would recognize her. You wouldn't. Bangs. I saw I saw a picture of her recently and it was literally like the meme was like Does she now have a I understand. Huh? Does she have a forehead? Yeah. Yeah, I it's there. It was just Is bang. it enormous? I, I thought it no. was just bangs. No, it's, she's she's it's gorgeous. Just she's, rich she's a different type of <laughs> <laughs> she's a different type of gorgeous. She's a different person. And yeah. he's like, okay, I totally understand why people wouldn't recognize yeah, like, Clark Kent as Superman. Clark Kent didn't cut his hair, he just put on glasses. Yeah. Well, he kind of like tossles it a Dude, bit. Just redo it. No. 
Like I, I get I, the Zoe Deschanel thing. But. I always liked um, the old TV show. I'm dating myself a little bit. Uh, Lois and Clark. I used oh. to love that show as a My kid. cousin nice. loved that. My cousin loved Superman, and that was the reason he loved Superman. It was that, and then Smallville. And I'm like, what? But like nobody else looks like Dean Cain. Yeah. Like how, how yeah. can you, how can <laughs> right. you not be like, right. oh, that's Dean Cain? Well, they they've come up with a bunch of bullcrap stuff. Like he vibrates. Or oh, yeah. a bunch of stuff. But it, I mean, I always just like the, at the end of the day, no one expects this clumsy idiot to be Superman. Or maybe there's just like an just understanding. So I'm like, you know what? It's comics. We'll just let him have this Just one. let it. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone knows. <laughs> we'll just, just yeah. Lex Luthor's just actually like, it's fine. I'm not going to break this it is, This is a fun game. I'm not going <laughs> to ruin it today. <laughs> but yeah, getting back to Batman. <laughs> uh, again, more of a what if type thing. It's cool. Like, there's a lot going on in this book. It's uh, I'm enjoying it. Uh, I know they're doing a, a lot happening. Prequel though. for Mr. Freeze. Oh yeah, that, right. Okay. Yeah, because Mr. Freeze was a huge part of the original. Yes. The original one. Yeah. I have read the White Knight, yes. and I have not read the new one, but. It's just I will all hell breaking loose. Man. Yeah, it's really Crazy. good, and I just I, Sean Murphy's one of my favorite artists. So even he's if the story sucks, so I'd read it. good at art. Well, he, yeah, if, his, if it's, it's Batman. It's good at it that does. art. It's way. And you can tell, like especially from the original White Knight, this dude loves like Batman the animated series. Like the number oh, of yeah. Batman the animated series yes. references yeah. is beautiful because that's my Batman. You know what I mean? So like if you that's if that's <laughs> if that's your era of getting into comics, like you're gonna love this. So you should go pick up that yeah, trade. It's, it's really good. Yeah. So, uh, Casey, what else you got? Um, there was an issue this week from Vault Comics uh, called Mall. I'll, I'll get to that one in a minute. We're gonna we're gonna go around back to Tommy Gun Wizards, but uh, <laughs> um, no, there's a the book called Mall that came out, uh, which is really fun. It's just Mad Max slash like the Warriors in the mall. Uh, what? Yeah. So basically, the the premise is the apocalypse happens, and like like the narrator is basically like it doesn't even matter how or why, but it did. It happened. The world ended, and you know humans very much like Dawn of the Dead. Humans, their natural tendency is to run to the mall. That's like the mecca. Now, is it M A L L or M A U L? That would have been smart. <laughs> A it shopping is... mall. <laughs> <laughs> it is just M A L L, but that would have been damn. Smart. Yeah. I'm disappointed. You should you should write a letter. To them. <laughs> but th- that's uh, becoming less and less true though, because people don't go to the mall. I know anymore. they were basically like it would never fail, and I'm like, what year did you write this comic? Because right. uh, malls are failing, man. 1985. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, but I mean, like, despite that, and like the the little bits of like how would they eat you know you can kind of like suspension of disbelief those things because it is just like gang warfare in a mall like it's it's happening generations <laughs> <laughs> it's happening like a generation or two after the apocalypse so like these people have grown have been born and grow up in the mall and only know the mall and they only know <laughs> so like it's, the it's, gang warfare that, oh. that like dictates the mall like I it's love like that. Snowpiercer. Yeah, it's, it's like Judge Dredd. Yeah, too, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Just oh, like yeah. City. just in a mall. In <laughs> yeah, a mall. pretty much. Is and there like only each, one mall? It's only one mall. I mean, there might be other malls, but okay, this is like they, they've okay, dug, gotcha. basically if you go outside is the death sentence because like Stranger Things season twenty. <laughs> this, this reminds me <laughs> of a trilogy of books um, Isaac Asimov wrote. Um, foundation. No, it's not the <laughs> Foundation novels. Uh, it was before that, uh, but it, I forget what the. Gates of Steel was the first one, but uh, basically humanity lives in these enclosed cities. They're okay. basically malls. Bottle City of Candor. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and and there are other cities like it that you can kind of okay. Yeah, it's kind of well. This one basically like that. like the the main character is like the legacy. He's like the the <laughs> prince of his 
gang that like has laid claim to you know like basically leading the the that gang whenever his father dies and uh he gets framed for murdering another gang leader so that chick's that that dude's daughter comes after him it's just like we know what you did we're gonna kill you now and he's just like i didn't do this you did this like so it's like very obviously that like this this like rival gang uh leader was killed by his own daughter and then framed the so, warriors raised in a mall have very short tempers. Yes, <laughs> it is. I can't very, imagine. Well, like it, it, it clearly also like there's like a like a baby just gets kidnapped and like this is ours now and it's just like oh. it's definitely like crazy lawlessness going on. How big is this on. mall? Uh, that's my question. But it is funny because he goes to like different like principalities and it's like the Foot Locker. <laughs> yeah, are, we, are we talking like Mall of America big? Or are we talking? Like, I mean, they don't really. Like Willow Grove. I hope they I never really say. Know. Yeah, I hope they never say either because yeah. it, it's not very clear as yeah. of right now. The other thing I'm waiting for is is this to be optioned into a movie because they drew the main character like Lakeith Stanfield. Like, it is exactly Lakeith Stanfield, and I will watch that movie every day of my life. That's fair. <laughs> That's fair. Um, so that was really fun. Uh, you know, if you if your local comic shop gets Vault Comics or, you know, if they don't, request it because it was really cool. I liked it a lot. I, I'm, I look forward to wherever that's going to go. So awesome. I like yeah. Vault. They're doing some interesting There's stuff. There's been some really cool ones lately. Yeah, I like that one. Oh. All right, RJ, what else do you have for us? Uh, I've got Justice League, you know. Oh, boy. More Jaro. <laughs> oh, but I actually chose it because at the end, the very last page is the return, finally, of the JSA. Yeah, it's and awesome. JSA is, or, yeah, the JSA is my favorite DC team. Yeah, um, it's awesome. And I've been waiting so long for them to come back. <laughs> they were supposed to come back in Doomsday Clock, but it took so long that they only got referenced. Uh, and then Dr. Manhattan, you know, wiped them out of existence. Right. right? Yeah. yeah. Cool. Thanks. Yep. <laughs> thanks, Dr. Manhattan. <laughs> Sweet. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> um, so this is the start. Of the final arc, probably? Uh, maybe? <laughs> I don't know. I'd be really excited if they keep going with it, but... I love the whole, like, all right, it's finally time for the final confrontation. So let's let's go back in time and <laughs> forward in time at the same Yeah, so, so basically issue. in Justice League, like... <laughs> Lex Luthor has been amassing all of these different like forces of, of nature. The to, different forces, yeah. The different forces of, of evil that are the, the underlying like They're the counterpoints to like the speed force and the emotional spectrum. They essentially make up the the, the I guess the body of the universe. So it's like the emotions of the universe is the Green Lantern spectrum, yeah. but then the, there's the an magic, evil version of that. Yeah, and the magic of the universe is all the gods, like Wonder Woman, that sort of thing. Yeah. So the, the still force is one of the evil ones to counteract Wait. the speed force. Yeah. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Follow right. along. Keep up. Um, I'm trying. But this he's, is 30 <laughs> issues worth I'm of. I'm still stuck on Jaro, guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, I'm about to throw some tanker at you oh soon. Oh boy! So, uh, I gotta buckle in. in. <laughs> yeah, I gotta, I'm gonna have to. The, for sure. the story's pretty good. I I'm enjoying the escalation to just gigantic heights. That well, yeah, it's been 30 issues running. It's yeah. like it's like the first book I've read in a long time that has like just un, uninterrupted 30 issues. Of also, story. it's more if you count the fact that it's technically the after effects of metal True. and the justice. Yeah, so um, it is even longer than that. So. It it is fun seeing uh, the stakes just keep rising and rising. Um, I don't know why it's not affecting the other DC. I mean, I guess now it is with the year of the villain, but it wasn't for a while, and it felt like that 
stuff was just hitting the fan and no other DC books were acknowledging it. Well, I think, I think you know, not to go, like, full, like, spectrum of like, the big two right now, but, like, I think one of the things that people are pissed off at Marvel about is the, the like, line-wide crossover events where it's just like, I don't care about Secret Empire and you've just made all the b- regular books I've been reading about Secret Empire and I don't want to read it now. That's, you I know, fair. So and so I think DC is learning from that mistake and it just, just each, if the book that you're reading is the story you're reading you don't have to read it. It just feels else. like that this is such a huge setup yeah. for everything. But then have, but, a, have an event book. Yeah, well this is basically you know like I mean? a crossover event so it's not yeah. its own, it doesn't like, have like an event title but it has like, you can read the crossovers that kind of dip their toes and yeah. do all but the other just as ongoing main books. title like yeah. It, like yeah it shouldn't be going on in all the other titles like yeah keep it in justice league exactly that's how I um feel about and, and there are some like one shots that were really like the sinestra one shot that led into it was really good and the, yeah. the black mask one was meh but it was there it exists and there's gonna be <laughs> there's gonna be luther one shot um in a couple weeks so is that the year of the villain stuff yeah okay. yes. exactly gotcha. um but yeah so so basically uh this book starts out not to uh, take over well, RJ's, RJ. Uh, yeah, RJ, it. would you like to tell uh, us about this? I got so excited. It's, it's a really good book, though. Starman <laughs> and the Cosmic Rod. Essentially, <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Luther. <laughs> is that a David Bowie reference? I think so. <laughs> Luther has a piece of the totality, uh, which I guess is the source wall. I don't. It's a infinite piece of power, sure, <laughs> but it it's doom. It's got doom energy in it. Uh, and the Justice League needs something with justice energy. So so there's doom energy and justice energy. Yeah. Is yes. That, okay. yes. Got it. So they're trying to figure out a way to get that, and they figured out that the only possible way to get pieces to even rival Luther's is in the past and in the future. So they send two teams to go uh, to those timelines, and in the future they meet up with Commandy. Yes. With, like, so boy good. Commandy. Yeah. And in the, the past, boy, they the came up with boy. Justice Society. <laughs> oh, right, him. Yeah, duh. yeah, yes, for Commandy. sure. Yes. Sean and I are looking at each other like, ah. Classic uh, Kirby, like the last boy on Earth. He's basically he's like futuristic. I'm like le- I'm legit gonna need like uh, just a compendium of notes to read this book. I have no <laughs> idea what's happening. It's wild, <laughs> but I'm enjoying RJ explain it to me. Yes, I'll just I'll show up at night with like a storybook. Hey, who's this? <laughs> hey, I got you, bro. <laughs> <laughs> They'll put you to sleep real quick. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just very... Tell me a story about Jaro. Yeah, <laughs> very Princess Bride of you. <laughs> but I'm just so happy the JSA is back, and Scott Snyder says that the book is pivotal with them, and awesome. he has huge plans for them. So and who's yeah. actually in the JSA right now? now in, that back. Right now? Yeah, now that they're back. Uh, just it's so I know. going to be Our Man, uh, Wildcat, uh, Sandman, Starman, Hawkman, The Atom, Doctor Fate, Green Lantern, the, but and like, Flash. But the old Green but Lantern. But these are the veteran characters. Yeah, so it's Got like it. Jay Garrick, Flash, uh, and I, uh, the I people can't remember. So the people they gathered Green Lantern the past isn't even... What? The people, like, did they gather these people from the past and or future? Well, they're in the past. Oh, they're in the past. So they were there. Yeah, so the team that got shot into the future meets Commandy because Commandy is a futuristic character. The team that gets shot into the past meets up with JSA because they're from the past. And the JSA are, like, they fought in World War II. Gotcha. And they're all the old versions of the characters. So in the normal DC universe, they retired, and then they passed on their mantles. Yeah. so that they're to me they're one of the things that make DC what what they are the the legacy 
characters, and it, it's been sore not having them in a book for 10 years plus. Yeah, and then the fact that, like, Doomsday Clock has been, te- like, t- like teasing, teasing it yeah. for, like, two and a half years now. And Especially like, since one of its they? express purposes was to bring, bring them, them in and just bring DC back to... Yeah. Yeah, and it's just it's like you got two more issues and you're still not doing that. Thanks a lot. So cool. But like yeah, we need but now they're back. Some Justice League trades is what I'm hearing. Yes. Justice Society. Oh. <laughs> but also, you know, this Justice League. So and also this Justice back. League yeah. and some JLA and a whole bunch of yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm not ready to commit myself to jumping into something like this. Yeah, yet. I might have to buy a new Well, RJ was shelf. telling me about Justice League International uh, on Wednesday, <laughs> oh so that goodness. was fun. There's too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I've just come to the... To turn, I was like, I have to start reading more DC because I need yeah, a way see. into these conversations that isn't just, I'm sorry, what? It's <laughs> yeah. what I'm here for. No, I mean, <laughs> yeah, we could just be, you could just be the everyman. I, You're gonna tell I us about Batman. books. And, yeah, that's all I have for you. Man. <laughs> I'm behind on that. <laughs> it's a whole new world. Uh, oh boy. But yeah, Justice League has been really fun. It should, and it, like, I skipped a bunch of issues and just jumped in with 29 because I'm lazy, and it is a perfect jumping on point. So if you want to jump into the Justice Doom War and the Year of the Villain stuff, just jump in with uh, Justice League 29. And it's also another Justice League issue next week. So we'll uh, we'll have yep. uh, today rather Keep cranking uh, them out. <laughs> cool. So what do you got, Adam? Uh, so I've got uh, Tank Girl Forever number two by Alan Martin and uh, Brett Parson. <laughs> That's a confuse you guys again <laughs> i i'm embarrassed it is not alan moore it is not alan moore or different, alan parsons very very different dude <laughs> yeah not alan parsons either but uh so tank is kind of interesting because they're finally on an ongoing numbering scheme which they haven't ever been mm-hmm. usually they they get a it, they've been on this constant streak of four issue series like every four issues it's a completely different <laughs> like storyline sometimes a completely different artist a lot of times it's like a different color scheme. Like uh, a few story arcs ago, they went back to World War II and it was it was printed on pages that looked weathered. Like nice. it had like yellowed edges and and like, you know, 1940s comic book ads in it and stuff. It was a lot of fun. Like like uh, muscle like magazines and like 3D glasses. And yeah, all that. yeah uh, awesome. stuff like that. But um, so what's happening right now is suddenly the tank girl gang all have superpowers like they're all superheroes sweet it's like the shazam family sort of yeah (laughs) but uh tank girl is a she's a tank like she has she has a turret mounted gun on her back that's amazing like she's tank girl ah she's Mm. war machine basically yeah yeah. perfect Perfect. and like sub girl is in this like uh like diving gear oh she's aquaman cool and uh (laughs) jet girl has kind of like a batman superman thing (laughs) happening but uh so but what what's fun what's funny about it is in this in these two issues uh tank of tank girl forever the villain has been Barney, which is a a, fan, a friend of Tank Girl, she's kind of a member of this. Not the purple dinosaur. Not the purple. Oh, dinosaur. okay. I <laughs> was ready for a He's minute. He's everybody's. But I, I guess I, I guess to kind of bring you bring y'all up to speed on Tank Girl. So the the way this works is you have Tank Girl, and she has a bunch of friends. She's married to a uh, personified mutant kangaroo named Booga. Yep. Um, she We've has, seen the movie. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah but she also have. has her friends: Jet Girl, Sub Girl. Jet Girl rides a jet. Sub Girl has a submarine. <laughs> Is Jet Girl now a jet with her superpowers? No, she's got like a Batman Superman thing happening. 
Were they all created by Dr. Wiley? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, then, and then there's Barney. Barney, I think, is honestly my favorite character in this series because she's just a lunatic. Cool. Like she doesn't have a shtick or anything. She's just crazy. Okay. And she's Booga's best friend. It's it's interesting. So it's interesting th- to me that that uh, Barney's the villain. But uh, anyway, so th- the way we got into all this is they just finished up this uh, miniseries called Action Alley, which was more of kind of a straightforward tank girl kind of thing. They're in a tank. They're driving across Australia. They're getting into all kinds of mishaps. But in this one, uh, Booga had harbored this um, different species of mutated kangaroo who at the time he didn't think she could speak or understand what he was saying but he felt sorry for her so he was like hiding her in the tank (laughs) (laughs) and what they find out is she was actually like an escapee from this factory called uh marsofu that makes this uh soy based meat alternative (laughs) that we find out the alternative is they're actually chopping up mutant kangaroos oh Oh, no so so green is kangaroos basically (laughs) mixing it with some sort of bean curd (laughs) but what they they then find out are these kangaroos are also sentient (laughs) and what makes the meat so delicious (laughs) is the more sentient an animal is when you kill it the they get even more afraid than if they weren't sentient, and it's the fear and adrenaline that makes oh the meat God, so tasty. That's super dark. It, it, yeah, it got totally like this like crazy Pennywise. ass turn where I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but uh, the whole thing, the uh, <laughs> it was funny too, because this whole series, they're going to meet um, Tank Girl's adoptive mother because she was apparently on her deathbed. And they got there, and they find out that Tank Girl got half of a voicemail from her awful adopted mother that going like, oh, you have to meet my new puppy. And she's like, we've like lost friends along the way to what, meet your puppy? <laughs> right. So that, But on, on, on the way home from that, they, they run into this like beam of light that, that Tank Girl, Sub Girl, and Jet Girl, and Barney are like attracted to. And it just sucks them into this parallel universe where they're all superheroes. Awesome. So, so what we're learning here is that all comic books are just completely insane. It's, yeah, it's bonkers. Absolute <laughs> pure insanity. Right while you're reading it, like, no, this is good. And then you t- try to say it out loud to somebody who hasn't read it. And you're yeah, like, like, oh, I, I sound like hap- a... I think that's what happens. Yeah, yeah. that's exactly what every single one. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, this is totally normal. Then you explain it. It's like, nope. Yeah, like I, I've had people ask me that before. Like, I, I read Tank Girl all the time. They'll see me, like, reading the issue of Tank Girl. It's like, oh, what is that even about? And it's like... <laughs> and, like, two hours later, it's like, why is he still talking? <laughs> But um, but what, what's what's funny about this, and sometimes in Tank Girl, especially in these last two miniseries, what they'll do sometimes is flashback to kind of her childhood. She had kind of like this awkward childhood, and a lot of it's kind of feeding into nostalgia and like remembering things. And there's this other supervillain in this series that we find out is this girl, Joni. And they keep flashing back to, it wasn't necessarily Tank Girl's childhood, but it was like maybe 15 years ago. Mm-hmm. And Barney, who's Tank Girl's best friend, starts hanging out with this girl, Joni. And they're, they keep like, she keeps hanging out with her instead of Tank Girl because they're trying to invent stupid sports. One of which being a really filthy version of chess that I can't really talk about <laughs> in polite conversation. <laughs> so then, like, yeah, so now that this girl is in there and they're like, I don't she, like my chess unless it's inappropriate. Right. So not and, family friendly. And Barney's powers are, are weird because she can like shoot this beam of like, I guess, nostalgia at you that's just like in the form <laughs> of like weird junk. What? 
<laughs> it's great. You should okay, all read got it. it. It's yeah. fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> Cliff notes. It's great. Read it. Got it. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, that's that's t- that's t- sounds t- very on brand for Tank and girl. ever and ever. Yeah. <laughs> that's wild, man. Yeah, I I, I I really want to get more people into Tank Girl because I never have anyone to actually talk to about it. It's one of those that like, uh, I mean, just look at me. I should have read Tank Girl. But before <laughs> before we really got to know yeah, each other. Yeah, it's that tank on your back. Yeah, right. <laughs> before Casey and I really got to know each other, when she first started working at the comic shop, I used to refer to you as Tank Girl. Awesome. I'm, I'm, I'm flattered. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I that to other cool references. Someone uh, recently called me Robin from Stranger Things. And oh, I'm going to check that That's off solid. the list. That's Thank solid. you. I know. Yeah. It's a really yeah. good comic. That, that's pretty good, actually. <laughs> oh, they, they're referring to Robin as the Casey of Stranger Things. So I was like, yo, I am, right. whew, my ego. Thank you. We <laughs> <laughs> gotta be careful. But, uh, yeah, don't don't inflate it too much. Yeah, but yeah like I feel like anytime I run into someone who's like, oh yeah, I like Tank Girl. It's like, oh, you, so you've do seen you the movie? Do so, you? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like you, uh, they they read like the the Jamie Hewlett books. Back yeah, yeah, yeah. But like it's evolved so much from that, and mm-hmm. it's it's. It's actually starting to have, uh, over the last 10 years, it's gotten kind of like a rich backstory, which it never really had. It was always just like she existed on six pages at a time. Yeah. And it, it was completely recycled the next six pages. <laughs> so it's it's nice to see this series kind of grow roots. Awesome. Very cool. Yeah. So what else you got, Sean? This is an interesting one. Yes. Uh, it's called Tommy Gun Wizards. Yes. Uh and you kind of get a lot right from the title, but it's Christian Ward and Sammy Cavella did the art. Um, I think Christian Ward did both. Did he do yeah, both? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I did yeah. It again. And then uh, yeah, you did. That's that's the colorist. But I mean, nope. that's great. Give the colorist. Nope. No. Oh dang, you got me. I was right. Ha-ha. Uh, Moby was wrong. My my POS system at work told me oh. it was Christian Ward for both of them. Not Moby the musician. I thought you were. Talking, <laughs> yeah. What, what does he have to do with anything? <laughs> Christian Ward is a great artist. Why does he keep artist? popping up in my news? <laughs> yeah. So this book kind of starts out. It's in uh, was it's in 1930s Chicago. You kind of have people talking about the immoral things that people are doing. It's uh, a prohibition era. Very clearly in the prohibition era. So you got like a speakeasy guy sneaks in. It's like yo, give me hit me, hit me one. I need I need a I need some booze or something. And then all of a sudden, just bam! Yeah. There's a raid. <laughs> And that people just start using magic. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's prohibition. Wait, what? It's prohibition against magic. So you yeah. find out, yeah, the prohibition era is Al Capone's alcohol. like a magic smuggler. Yeah. They're <laughs> buying like magic. They call it a... Sh- lick. Lick. Yeah, yeah. Which is an odd name. That's a weird name. It's, it's awkward, an odd name, but, but I'm cool with it. Yeah, it's very, it's very like 30s. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Very lick, man. Very... <laughs> that's like, my yeah. 30s accent. Very untouchables. <laughs> Don't yes. ever do that again. Yeah. So basically, yeah. <laughs> I'm very sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if we ever get trapped in the 30s, I'm immediately leaving you guys. Wow. <laughs> Why? Casey knows how to talk to everybody. <laughs> She's the only one that can help us. Don't worry. Yeah, it's the um, 30s. I won't be allowed to speak to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Rough. Anyway. Anyway. So they kind of go through all the detectives. He's like, well, wouldn't you use it just to help out? But then you find, you know, kind of go through it, every, all the characters and the last, like, introductory panels you see. Uh, it just says Elliot goddamn Ness. Mm-hmm. So you realize. Like, I love the character introductions. Yeah. So like <laughs> this is just it's that that's just what it is. But they're not. And they're going through and trying to figure out like they're kind of tracking down. I, I magic smugglers. This. Yeah. yeah this really is good. this it's, is me. Written it's all a over great. It. Uh, it's a great concept. Uh, so they kind of, you know, and they just, it becomes like a detective thing. They go through everyone. It's like very 30 slang. Just like, oh, he's probably on the salt. Like stuff like that. It's yeah. like it's, <laughs> it's awesome. Yeah. Dark Horse yeah. has been really getting like they're stepping up their game with yeah, their creator owned 
like you know since like Black Hammer, like Dark, Dark Horse is just really upping their game. Yeah, so eventually you find out like so they're in Chicago, so obviously so they got Al Capone. Uh, you kind of find out that he's the one dealing magic, and then throughout like with the help of the wizards that popped up at the bar earlier in the issue, and then Elliot Ness kind of figures out that they're. Uh, distributing everything f- through the churches and they draw a map and it's a pentagram because of course it is <laughs> because of course, <laughs> course. Um. where all the churches are so like and then so that's only the first that's only the first issue yeah like there's a lot, lot going happened. on there's yeah. a lot of great like detective stuff that detective happens. and like just detective a lot of banter but yeah because they're all just like oh he's probably drunk somewhere and he's like <laughs> i'm here and i'm like super irish it's like <laughs> so <laughs> unnecessary but kind of great yeah it's very um, over the top in a great way yeah, i think very over the top i did i i was kind of trying to put my finger on what there's something i didn't like about this book and it's really um i th- i want to root for the for the for, like the anti-prohibition <laughs> like i want to root for the wizards like, <laughs> like the 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 main characters are the buzzkills that want to take away magic and like man why you gotta do that and I'm that's just, I, the, i'm pro al capone in this and book. that's one of the main arguments it's not like like high level magic i think so they're selling it's like oh just take a little bit so your hair is perfect every time yeah and stuff like that like it's like very small things that they use your bath water never for. gets cold yeah and like, stuff you know, like that like um, it's just a, a group full of constantines yes <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was very inter- it was uh, rj actually like, recommended it so i'll grab it and i i really enjoyed it the, and the arts uh really cool yeah like it it's is. very a lot of color very obviously it's, but it's like <laughs> very detailed but there's it's a lot more color than you'd expect there's pictures in this book it's like it's just <laughs> wait <laughs> just the way they uh draw the magic and like the actual wizards in it like i really enjoyed yes. the look and feel of it and like it just it feels old school like they all i don't know it just feels like an old timey cop drama with magic like it really does <laughs> it's great beautiful all right, so I got uh, I got Ice Cream Man number fourteen. This is my other pick. Um, man, Ice Cream Man is one of my favorite books, and no one's reading it. I, I need to get back into it. God, I, was, it's I read the first few issues, and I got to jump back. Well, the on beautiful it. part is you could just re- pick up anywhere because there's not a linear plot. I was actually at work the other day and like just kind of overheard a conversation. Someone was just like, "Oh, did you keep reading Ice Cream Man?" And the other person was just like, "I got boring. There's not really like a story." And I'm just like, "Yo, have you read Tales from the Crypt, dude? Like, <laughs> there's not a story. That's the point. It's one shot. All like, right, boils and ghouls. Yeah, exactly. So like, it, so basically, if you haven't read any Ice Cream Man, the premise is uh the ice cream man is the crypt keeper and it's each issue is just a mind-bending horror book like horror story and um each one is more like like plays with the format like more so than the last like the last one was um uh palindrome you could read it the same way front oh front God, ways I as back that. ways it was brilliant i loved it that's crazy uh this one is a a crossword puzzle and the crossword puzzle is like clearly like like screwing with this guy's brain like this guy is like kind of in like a loveless marriage and like you know the the wife is kind of nagging and she's like there's like guys like building a um a guest house in the back and he's just like buried in his crossword puzzle because he just like wants her to like shut up you know i love this yeah so she's like honey there's i think they're smoking reefer like we need to do something he's just like okay yeah like whatever whatever lady and uh but then the crossword (laughs) six letter word for cannabis yeah well you know in the crossword basically it's like it's basically the narrator so um, you know, the very first panel is six letters, the thing you feel the most often, and then the word is regret. And like, uh, you know, 
Uh, the next one is four letters. Your wife, who lately seems to have developed a preoccupation with recreational activities of the contractor she's hired. And then her name is R-I-T-A. And like, it just keeps getting darker and darker. Seven letters. The thing you're best at. The thing your father and his father before him were best at. Leaving. It's like, Whoa. oh. Rough. Yeah. What was, there was one that was like, oh, God, it's so dark. By the way, Sean and I just had a silent conversation as to how many letters Reefer has. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not refer. <laughs> R-E-E-F. Yeah. I missed that second E. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this one got me. Uh, five letters, how you feel all the time, even in a crowd of people, how you'll likely die when it's all said and done. Jeez. What is it? Man. Is it alone? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's rough. Uh, yeah. So it is just like existential dread. And then like the, the he kind of starts to lose his mind. And um, 12 letters, what you should do, the only way out of your tiny little life kill yourself so so he's like on Whoa. the brink of killing himself and she's having this like episode where she thinks that the contractors are like crazy mutants that are coming to murder her so they end up almost killing each other and they eventually don't but it kind of ends on this cliffhanger of like wait were the contractors actually crazy mutants <laughs> um it, but yeah and, and the ice cream man himself kind of pops up in each issue to kind of be like ah, how's it going there buddy and he's like he's like the the guy at <laughs> the like wawa <laughs> there's my 30s voice is again that, isn't that how every ice cream voice. man is Huh? That's how every ice cream man yeah, is? Yeah, exactly. I, At least the just, ones on my street. That's the way that the, he says it sounds in my head because he's just like a like a really creepy looking dude. But um, but yeah, he kind of pops up at the, at the Wawa to sell him his crossword puzzle. And he's just like, you know, have a great day, sir. And it's just very like, oh, God. It's, yeah. It's, I, love, uh, I feel like I was turned off to this because I kept... I kept wanting an anthology intolerance. series. Well, that too, but <laughs> I, I kept wanting an anthology series that I could I could latch onto, like Tales from the Crypt. Yeah, and every one that came out was just kind of like flat. Like T Twilight Zone came out, and it was like, eh. mm -hmm. and there was uh, one st starring Vincent Price for a while that was kind of oh strange. yeah, and then like what was the, what was the one with like all the like horror directors like the. Oh, yeah, God, what is that called? I can't remember what that one was. Oh, it's gonna bother me. And Rob Zombie tried uh, sneaking his way into that <laughs> uh -huh, at one uh -huh. point, and I, I just kind of went like, "Oh God, not another one of these that's gonna disappoint me." But I have a feeling it's crazy. I got, I got to get back into. Yeah, this. it plays with the format so well in each issue. And it's, it's a great format. Yeah, it is. It, and it, it, it's creepy, and a lot of times it's like just super. It's mostly just really dark than more so than anything, more so than scary. Um, but yeah, so go out and read Ice Cream Man. Just hop on in wherever. RJ, what you got? Uh, my last pick is Venom. Uh, as I've been consistently reading uh, this, and it ties into Carnage, which we'll talk about. Um, but So Carnage happens this week, and Eddie makes a phone call to the maker, and... This book covers what happens during that phone call. Oh, yeah, because it is kind of like the maker's like, don't worry about all the screaming. It's fine. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. what is happening The kids there? are watching TV. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, so yeah. they turns out that they were fighting symbiotes with uh, cool. machine guns. I, I've been reading Venom up until this point, but I missed this issue. So I'm so glad you're going to tell us watching about it. watching TV. He's a tricky one. Yeah. He's <laughs> turns out the maker is a, a bad dude and a liar. Yeah, not a, not the best. But, uh, <laughs> not the best. <laughs> this is still by Donny Cates, but the Stegman has been promoted to absolute carnage. So <laughs> Ivan Coelho takes over the art duties. And it, I really enjoy the art still. Um, and I like seeing uh, Eddie's son get more development as a, as a character. 
That's awesome. Yeah, because he's like he's in absolute carnage, but you don't really know much about him from yeah. that book because they because they kind of hop in like much later after he's been introduced, so he doesn't really get a chance to shine. That's why and you have to you know, read Venom. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And he gets a gun and it gets destroyed. But you know, he any particular symbiotes pop up, or is it just random ones? Yeah, at the end. There's a cameo by Sleeper, who I have no idea who that is. So. Oh, so is that the 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 avocado boy? It is. That's oh, yes. So um, I don't even have Twitter, but I'm aware of some some Twitter stuff. Like basically, uh, Donny Cates <laughs> tweeted something. That, like I think it was was it Stegman tweeted at Donny Cates was basically like, "Don't forget about our avocado boy," and it was like a like a picture of his first appearance. And then like because of okay. that tweet, his first appearance in like Venom First Host number three is now a fifty dollar book. Oh, so he's nice. so this sleeper well, character is probably going to be a big deal in the uh, going on in, in the rest of Venom. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. He might pop up in Absolute Carnage. But Damn speculators. Yep, that's what they do. <laughs> but speculators yeah, like going to speculate. Yes, yeah, so he's like an Can't avocado green and black uh, symbiote guy. I don't know much about him other than that. Does this was a fun filling in the gap book, though. <laughs> it got uh, some nice banter between Eddie's son and Maker. Nice. And I enjoyed seeing the other side. Uh, as Absolute Carnage was also great, so it's the only tie-in that I've read because I'm I've been reading Venom. Uh, I've read every issue of Venom, so I was just reading this, uh, and I haven't tried any of the other tie-ins. Yeah, this yeah. one. Just I've been meaning to, be... to read all the tie-ins and just like not being able to get to them. But yeah, and if you're yeah. gonna read any tie-ins, Venom is the one because it is it's got what it's been. Donny Case's name on it. Yeah, and which Donny I'll just Cates read. Was, uh, he had a good look this week. He's like. Don't read the tie-ins until you read Carnage. Smart. He's like, so it was a good look by him. Yeah, that is smart. I didn't read them, but apparently that would have been a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't I don't have a third pick. Okay. Because well, let's just get on to the top stories. Yeah, we're, we're an hour in. We might as well get to the top stories, yeah, especially yeah. since we have three today. <laughs> uh, so let's let's start with, uh, this is a good segue into Absolute Carnage. Perfect. Ayo. Hey, you did it, happened. RJ. I did it. <laughs> Um, that will never happen again. <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice, smooth transition. So if you didn't read the first one, uh, Carnage is carnaging it up big Car- time. Carnage is trying to become a god, man. He's got to get those the codexes. God, and you kind of through, through, through twists and turns, as Adam pointed out when we talked about this last, they came up with the all-time worst plan yeah <laughs> yeah right Th- their let's plan break is like norman Osborn prison break jail. <laughs> yes that was their first norman one who thinks that he is uh cassidy. C- Cl- cletus, yeah, cassidy. cletus cassidy yeah. uh yeah so this is the, couldn't have been a worse plan and then they show up there and so does carnage and, and it goes horribly they just get wrong. their asses kicked real bad I, I like i like how they're like who do we know who has one of these codices and it's like oh i don't know how about you or you how about anyone standing in this room and they're like Let's break Norman Osborn out of jail. Well, the whole, yeah, I, I do a... kind of understand the, the the thought process because it's the maker who created this machine to find to like ex- extract the codices. But the, there's the other bad but, guys they could have started with that weren't Norman Osborn, but, 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 right? Yeah, yeah you know, like Mac Argan. Yeah, yeah like, right, right, exactly. Um, but yeah, like it's definitely like don't put like you know my child into this machine Wait, that a villain made. I get that. You know what I mean? Because it's just gonna rip his spine out. Probably. Maybe they thought that because he was in prison, he was already packaged for them. Well, they did. They just, just know where he is. I feel like that's a lot of the other ones have gone missing oh, or are dead. Yeah. Or, they so knew like, right where he was. Yeah. And he was he was most likely bound. Even if it's a... Yeah, I mean, he was very bound. But like, even though it's a <laughs> dumb decision, it made for some great writing and yeah, some I mean, great it was, art. It was definitely it was an awesome issue. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. yeah. But and this one picks up immediately where that left off. And oh, right. They're still 
screwed so my favorite <laughs> yes. part about this issue is it's like uh, you know it picks up like like the issue one ends and they're just like locked in this cell, cell. as like like a, a army of carnages as which, it, now, in, now, includes which now includes norman osborne, osborne and, and peter's trying to literally punch through like a three foot thick yes. Yes. reinforced so so then venom wall. manages to break the wall and then flies away because he has wings now yeah right <laughs> oh, yeah that was bizarre <laughs> yeah that's what peter said he's like i don't like this this is terrible oh, yeah <laughs> it's like uh, should have been reading venom <laughs> yeah, he's been, he's he's been had. We've been it, new. It looks awesome. We've been new. Yeah, um, yeah it's uh, it's a great way to introduce it in the in the event of uh, just like check this out. This is the thing that I do now, um, and I've got wings. But uh, but my other favorite part, much later, you like I think at the very end of the issue, you find out that uh, um, uh, Eddie's son is his codice. Like no, his, yeah. it's his wife. It's his wife. Yeah, it's because wife, the, the, he yeah. thought his wife was dead in the pile of bodies that Carnage created, the, the but she wasn't. Too. Yeah, she, and she wasn't because she doesn't have a codex. Yes. Her codex passed on to the passed son. On to the so son. she's still missing. Yeah. And now Eddie's son is a target. Mm-hmm. Right. Which um, he's not too happy about. No. Not, not great at all. Yeah. But like, this book again, so they escape, especially and then because his 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 babysitter is a supervillain. Sorry to cut you off. No, that's true. That's a hundred percent accurate. Yeah, he he has, is a supervillain. Yeah, his son is with the maker while they try to yeah. break out. That's the other yeah. part about this. Yeah, who can watch my son? Uh, I and in Normie Osborne, I right. love yeah. the, I love the maker in this. I don't know. Like, I guess he's a supervillain. He, he might uh, No, I mean, I know he is, but in this, I guess he's... He might like, not be yet. I don't know. Well, I think that he's a supervillain who actually has the same goal as Eddie right now. Yeah. So There's like, a common yeah. enemy. Yeah, but, like, uh, whatever he wants with the symbiotes is going to be bad news once he actually gets... You know what I mean? Yeah, whatever like, he's yeah. got so, planned. So they have, yeah. they have a common um, enemy right now, which makes him their, like, you know, enemy of my enemy is my friend, just, but, like, it's going to go badly after this like is all like the... Over. Uh, the piece on the chessboard that you just forgot about yeah because he obviously is going to be a big part oh 100 he's just like he's, he's just there. he's fine yeah. he's not he's not actually he's not hurting anyone yeah, he's yet. not hurting anyone yet uh but he definitely will i feel like he's gonna turn he's gonna be allied he's gonna like like null promised him god powers or something you know what i mean there's gonna be some crazy reed richards scheme that we you know we didn't see coming um, yeah, I'm just flipping through this. This book has some wild stuff. So it's as going to prison, the art just, is amazing. There's yeah. just an army of Carnage is chasing them throughout the city. So there's just a crap load of them, mm-hmm. and then like you get to this like two like this huge panel where they're just like he just has a giant lair. Oh and yeah, it's just what appears to be thousands of Carnages going on now, and like there's just like a I like this cool little scene between like the main Carnage guy. I guess that'd be. Cassidy, right? Yeah, Ca- Cassidy is talking to Norman, who talking thinks that he's Bar- Cassidy. Yeah, and then he's just like, <laughs> "I called you Norman because uh, you're little Norman Osborne, and you're nothing. So you're gonna start listening to me and stop questioning what I'm doing because you're just little Norman Osborne." And I'm, <laughs> I'm he's the- just a poser. Yeah, I'm the top <laughs> dog. Like, get in line, man. Like, let's go. Yeah, and it's kind of a, but like, it's like it's it looks great. Like, Carnage looks terrifying. Mm-hmm. And ev- like, they all look terrifying. Yeah, it is very well done. Like, Ryan, Ryan Segman awesome. is killing it. I mean, he's been killing it, but this is fantastic. And, and then it's nonstop. And then, man, you get to that end. Poor, yeah. poor Miles. So they keep going, and then oh there's just... Oh, my God, yeah. I forgot about Miles. Yeah, so Miles Morales is... So I guess the whole idea is Carnage, Cl- Cassidy has just unleashed them on the world at this point yeah. just to create chaos. So he and I'm sure... I, I, I haven't read much Miles, but I'm sure at some point he's gotten a symbiote. 
Like I guarantee you, at some point, a symbiote has has. Well, he has now. Yeah. Well, now (laughs) he's the carnage has latched onto him. So the very last panel is his him getting turned into carnage. He he does a valiant effort. He really he he really tries. Yeah. He's Um, like Mr. Stark. I don't feel so good. (laughs) Oh, it's all. (laughs) Love you three thousand. No, it's just Peter Parker. It's just Peter. I don't. It it was more like Mr. Eddie. I don't. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, So he's trying to defend Matt Gargan from being. Carnaged, I guess, is a good way to put it. And, and Gargan's like a Carnage-ized. total coward about the whole yeah, he's thing. Yeah, he too. is a he does not does does not appear well here. He's just yep. I'm gonna go. I'm just gonna run. You guys <laughs> can deal with this problem. I'm not gonna help you guys at all. Gargan out. <laughs> yeah, I'm done. I got this stupid costume, and I'm gonna take <laughs> it home. <laughs> oh man. Oh god. But yeah, this this event has been fantastic, and like yeah, I I've been saying it. I've been saying it all along. I'm gonna keep saying it. I don't ever care about anything with the symbiotes i've never liked venom or carnage or like really any of that kind of stuff i just think it was like it's a cool character design that got out of hand i feel like it's like you know and no one's really ever known how to write those characters um because they just fall flat you know they they are one-dimensional and donny cates has been killing it with venom and this event is amazing and it's 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 incredible i think you really took the name to heart like this book is just carnage. Like he's just going <laughs> true. nuts. Yeah. He's yeah. just destroying everything to get what he wants. He does not care. Yeah. Like, and if you if awesome. you've been holding off on reading this because you think like, oh, it's just maximum carnage, no. <laughs> I never is, read that, so I don't have anything to compare it to. There's no good there's no good boy bomb in this one. <laughs> <laughs> yes. There's a yes. the good bomb. Between the art and the just the amount of carnages there are, it the the <laughs> uh, the overwhelming dread from like Ju- it just feels it feels so it feels insurmountable. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a lost. real Marvel it, event yeah. where it's just like we don't know how this is. Gonna it's so work. horrifying. Yeah, yeah it's very and well it done. does such a good job of making you feel just like I don't know how they're gonna get out of that. <laughs> and they kind of they kind of have that conversation. It's like, well, we gotta try. Like, yeah, that's yeah. like Peter Parker's whole thing. Is like I don't know what we're gonna do. It's like, but we, there's no we one else. To. Yeah. We gotta do it. Yeah, so it's like, us. Yeah, we got. Let's figure it out. <laughs> and then the Big op- responsibilities. So they bring in the maker. <laughs> well, they know. just need somebody. Because <laughs> well, he's busy babysitting and fighting symbiotes as we've yeah, uh, as, as we've, we've learned. Yeah. My I, favorite I just, babysitter. I, I hate that Maximum Carnage is like the benchmark for Carnage storytelling because it is some of the worst crap I've ever read. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's other Carnage stories. Yeah, but like but no, but I mean, like to the average that's reader, the one a lot of people remember. Yeah, but there's definitely been like I've been recommending this book th- to people, and they're just like. Like I'm like absolute carnage is great. They're like, well, I love Maximum Carnage. I'm like, that's not what I said. I'm like I know that that's the only other book that you could think then of. You right? should with like car- this. Car- yeah, exactly. Like, with, like it is for for like people that are kind of like casual like symbiote readers. I guess yeah. Maximum Carnage is the one, and it shouldn't be in my. I opinion. don't know of any other Carnage stories. Carnage USA. Yeah, that's a good one. <laughs> Takes over a whole town. Yeah, which is is coming back heavily in Venom yeah, as well. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, so very cool. So yeah, so that's absolute carnage. Go, uh, go, go get buy that it. Show. Yeah, it's great. So that brings us to House of X. Oh boy, <laughs> which is kind of uh, this is a big one. I feel like this could have been the top story. Us, <laughs> us trying to cover House of X. Yeah, I, us for trying sure. to go through the last five weeks and explain everything. I, I and wish then we could have got. You up. I wish we could have gotten this off the ground five weeks ago. <laughs> yes. Yeah, for sure. Man. There's a lot. Just been an X-Men podcast. Not fair to anybody. There's a lot to unpack. (laughs) I'm reading it every week, and there's still things like, wait, what's a Nimrod 
Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> got it. Got but, it. Like, even even someone like me, like I, I'm pretty caught up with X Men, and this is the book I've been wanting for the past like five years. Oh yeah. Oh, like, I agree. Ever, ever since Second Coming, this, this is, is the book that even though I don't have any uh, of my comics in front of me, I will at three o'clock at you know, in the morning, buy digitally first, and then buy the physical <laughs> copies, just so I can read it. Yeah, and don't get spoiled online. Also, Second Coming was like at least ten years ago. I know. I just thought of that <laughs> myself. I was like, "Holy crap, uh, that was forever." Yeah, ago. it's been a minute, and like Marvel's definitely been putting X Men on the back burner, and this is like the comeuppance they've been deserving. Yeah. Like it is just brilliant. This book's nuts. So does anyone want to awesome. try and unpack the plot? I'm going to go with Adam and RJ on this one. I feel like I'm going to go. I can't unpack the this The mother plot. mold. <laughs> well, let's let's take it back even further than that. So I guess the X-Men have their own planet now. Yeah, so, so Krakoa. They have Krakoa, which also, has interdimensional pockets on They're also it. definitely on the moon, it, as they show in this At book. one point, yes. Yeah. Well, yeah, because they, they have been, a base on the moon now. They've been planting Krakoa pods yeah. all over the galaxy because you can teleport, teleport anywhere yeah, where there's yeah. one of these yeah. pods. So it's sort of a pocket dimension that only mutants can get into. Which uh, is like with, when they first started, it was like, oh, it's a cool theory. Then they show this one. It's like, oh, they're on the moon. Like, yeah. they're yeah, not they're joking. Everywhere. It's everywhere now. Yeah. 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 And, um, and the cipher creates their own language. They're basically like separating themselves from the human race. And they're like, okay, guys, we're out. And you can, and you don't have a choice. Like the very first one, it's like Magneto saying, we're your gods now. And well, it's like, cool. Are you, uh, you have new gods now. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, it's so good. But they also through Krakoa, like they now have ways to cure like any human disease. Well, it's and like that's like their leverage or extend really. human right. life. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Like, it has like three purposes that are just like we're gonna give this to you as a like olive leaf and we don't care if you accept it or not. You have no choice. This is you accepting it. You know, like <laughs> yeah. and we're leaving and you're gonna deal with it and you're not gonna mess with us because we are your gods now. And uh so that's kind of the very first issue, and then we go into the many lives of Moira McTaggart. I loved the second well, issue. So in case you're, yeah, in case you're not catching, there's also two stories here. Yeah, there's a house and uh, house, house of X, X powers of ten, powers of ten. Yeah. So it's catching you up in two different ways. But House of X, yeah, going to Moira, like this was a great issue too. It was this awesome. Was awesome. Yeah. yeah, we find out that Moira's been a mutant this whole time. Moira McTaggart it was an awesome, awesome, but also kind of. I don't know if I would. Seems kind of terrible. Power. Yeah, well, but I, in like her whole way. mutant ability is when she dies, she's reincarnated in the same life with all of her old memories. Yeah, yeah. so, so she, she's hurts. able to relive the same life again. She gets a redo over and over yeah. and over again, and Which, she can use the yeah. past mistakes and improve to upon make them. Different so. decisions, or yeah. So she like makes a, she she goes through. Like trying to do it, like first, first she tries to cure. She cures mutantism, and Mystique and and Destiny come up, and they're like, "Ah, uh, no, we we best. will be here. Don't to stop do you. that. Yeah, we will be here to stop you every time you try to do that. Don't do that." <laughs> and then she tries it the good way. She tries it like the Charles way, which is kind of reminiscent of the X Men we know, yeah. where she's yeah. just like trying to help out with Charles on the very optimistic. No, nah, that doesn't work. So then, <laughs> then she goes to Magneto in the next life, and it's like a Brotherhood one hundred and one. And then the next one is Dude. Apocalypse, and then <laughs> right. you know, and there's a few in between there. Oh yeah, too. there's. there's there's 10 of them this is the sixth one we don't know about there's a mysterious sixth one that's not on the timeline yeah What's the one about? where every time xavier kind of goes out of line she just spritz him with a water bottle <laughs> <laughs> well, there's like there's some dark like you talked about like the more classic ones like the magneto and stuff like that but then there's the one where it's like all right sentinels are the problem uh, so i'm just trying to go kill everybody that's oh, in that the oh, yeah. just gonna take family. out the trash yeah. family line because yeah. then they won't invent it but and then, then they just are inevitable. You f- yeah, seems. you find out yeah. that technology, like 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 the Sentinels, are well, like evolution, like human evolution. Yeah. It, it, the 
advancement is going to come along Eventually during that someone's time period. Figure it yeah, out. it is. Yeah. It doesn't. It's not the person. Someone's just trying to make silly putty and up oh, Sentinel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah, there then, it is. Then she goes on this, and then um, and that sixth one was just her semester abroad. <laughs> <laughs> That's her taking a year That's off. That's crazy yeah. stuff. Um, yeah. <laughs> but but so so basically, we come to find out that the last one in in the apocalypse timeline, ni- Life Nine, she gets this crystal that has information about how Nimrod was created. Dude. How um, she gets the crystal is bonkers. Bonkers. Yeah. yeah and just, I was Wolverine just shoves it in her chest. Because she's in like stasis for like a yeah. hundred years or some crazy. Th- yeah. It was. That, this book is insane. Yeah. So so then then I we love, get to. I love it's it. awesome. Then we get to <laughs> this li- t- lifetime, this timeline. The 10th. Tenth, the 10th tenth tenth one. Yeah. yeah. And she. Obviously. They're using that technology. And they were, they're going towards the. Um, in, in the current time period, they're going after the mother mold, which will inevitably make. Yeah, master, master molds, master molds, which, which eventually will make Nimrod. self-replicating versions of themselves and make Nimrods and things. And, and like then that. it evolves into the phalanx, right? Is that no? no. Okay, I think Just Nimrod's kidding. like he's like the pinnacle, right? Uh, of, uh, of the actual Sentinels themselves, but no. it gets into Nimrod's the, not a Sentinel. Well, yeah, but yeah, all right, I'm just I'm no. Stop talking. I don't believe <laughs> so. No. He's it's a no. He's the final evolution of the Sentinels. The Sentinel okay. to Nimrod progression. See, yeah, Hickman does it. a really good job of clarifying the this dossiers stuff. are great. Yeah, he, he. But if I don't have the dossier in front of me, it so all falls apart. Yeah, <laughs> basically, the mas- there's like these self-replicating Sentinel drone things, which is the master mold, and then eventually they can create their own factory, which is the mother mold, and then they just make Sentinels and stuff, and then eventually they get to the point where there's like a humid Sentinel hybrid, mm-hmm. which is like the Omega Sentinel apparently, mm-hmm. and then eventually just of. It just happens through time and evolution because these are all like self-aware, sentient type things. Like you get, since they are AIs, they're constantly improving. Exactly. So you get a Nimrod, and Mm -hmm. then they're basically like they're basically unkillable. Yeah, Nimrod is impossible to beat, so we have to stop Nimrod from happening. Exactly. And that's that's what they're trying to do with with Moira's ninth life. Is cut it. Well, ninth was apocalypse. well, that's what don't they didn't know where she yes, gets the Yes, that's thing? where she gets information. Yeah, she, she yeah, finally yeah, gets right, the information, right. so they know it's like, oh right, we should stop these things. Well, that <laughs> happened in Powers. The mo- that happened the in Powers. Last yeah. issue of Powers. It did, yeah, that's yep. they filled in the ninth life in yeah. Powers. They finally told you the all the way through. Yeah, and ha- like all the different like the the horsemen of Apocalypse. It's like Wolverine is one now, and you know, Apocalypse uh, was bad. And he was badass in yeah. that. Oh like, yeah, he so was good. awesome. So good, and he just gets decimated by Nimrod. It's intense. Yeah, it was great. But also in this issue, we get the the long-awaited introduction of RJ's favorite character. It's <laughs> <Uh-oh. laughs> great. <laughs> Emma shows up. They and finally introduce Emma. Yeah. Oh Dude. man. Yeah. Emma Frost just shows up and just like decimates. Uh, you know, like they're, they're trying to put um, Sabretooth in human jail, and she's like, "Oh no, you have to extradite him because we're our own, uh, you know, like um, sovereign nation, and you have no jurisdiction over us." And goodbye. Been a you, long time. You don't have a choice. Again, you don't have a cho- don't have a choice. What, what was the phrasing? It's like, um, well, it was one. <laughs> she kind of put it was like, yeah, I'm gonna do this, and then you can pretend like you were gonna stop me, and I'll pretend like you ever had a chance to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm like, all right, that's pretty awesome. Yeah. So why don't you pretend that some larger larger American purpose is being served here today, and I'll pretend like you could have stopped me. Yeah, like that was, <laughs> and then she just Very, leaves. Yeah. I'm like that was awesome. Bye. Yeah. And, and, and yeah. The, the whole time. Uh, Sabretooth's just like being that kid who oh, just yeah. got out of the <laughs> principal's <laughs> office. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he's like, I'm, I, oh, I'm locked. I'm going to kill you anyway. Like, I don't care. Yeah. It's just like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to do what I do. Yeah. yeah. I'm Sabretooth. <laughs> Deal with it. <laughs> like, 
And now Xavier's got my back. And so, cause he he really just, can't I don't even think me. he cared. No. I think he's just a smug guy. He's oh, yeah. like, yeah, whatever. I'm yeah. fine. I love seeing all the Twitter reactions to people becoming attracted to Sabretooth. <laughs> 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 the They're Sabretooth thirst now? Yes. Tight. <laughs> That's not what I would have expected. Sabretooth thirst. <laughs> Oh, but Good yeah, this group. is, you know, if you're not reading it, definitely uh, pick up the third, fourth, fifth, 27th printing. Yeah. We're halfway through the story already. Yeah. Does not feel like it. No. Uh, yeah. Well, we're halfway through the prequel miniseries that actually leads into, this isn't even Hickman's run yet. This Wait, is oh, just, yeah, yeah. So, it's a, so it's a 12 issue, you know, because it's six of, of House of, of X and six of Powers of Ten yep. leading into his actual X-Men run. So that's starting in like four weeks or whatever. No, I can't. Six more weeks. Please tell me it's going to be called Uncanny X. No, it's just X Men. It's just X Men. Yeah. And he's also co-writing or like kind of just like um, story like he's controlling the story of um, New Mutants. So they're gonna they're gonna like uh, kind of like the way he did you know FF and Fantastic Four and X uh, Avengers and New Avengers is gonna be they're gonna gonna like alternate and so but it's um it's him and Jerry Dugan I think doing New Mutants I want to say um I don't have that solicited in front of me right now but um He's he's writing X Men proper, so this this is so all this, just leading this, into this that. This is just a lead in. This isn't even the story, dude. That's <laughs> but I, I, I like this issue because this issue kind of goes back to basics because sure. it just, definitely reads the most linear. Yeah, they get into the Blackbird yep. and they're going after this mother mold. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, uh, one of my favorite moments about the Blackbird. Like cue that guitar. Yeah. One of my favorite moments is like they're going to the mother mold and they're like, oh no, we fixed something up on the radar. And they're like. They're 25 million miles away. How did we not see them coming? I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) (laughs) What is space? I'm like, that's that's still pretty far, but they're like, what can we do? Man, nothing. Yeah, it's, it's the it's X. This, yeah, it's, it's this the dope X. blackbird. We can't do anything about it. So they're coming and get ready. <laughs> like I'm like, all right. And cool. then they realize that the X Men have already won. And they're like, all right. Uh, well, yeah, right, I'm right. gonna have to sacrifice myself in order to even do anything. Yeah. So the, the end of the issue is a human like killing himself on the space station and to kind of prevent them from boarding. Really. Yeah. yeah. So so basically like destroys the docking mechanism of the blackbird and uh, you know maybe. So, yeah. I mean, I'm assuming. Yeah. But we'll see. That, and that's right that's right after Nightcrawler's just bamfing around. It's like mm. and just yep. like saying hi to people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's up? I'm gonna destroy He this. just like ran into someone like Nightcrawler and she's like, mm. Isn't he dropping know. bombs? No, he was just uh, no? scoping out the base okay. to make sure they he's had the right to schematics. Find, he was trying to find yeah. the schematics of like where to. He was confirming that they were correct. Yeah, because oh, they knew where to yeah. land. Well, there yeah. was and there was a um. There's there like, like a four switches to like just self destruct to, 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 to send it into the sun. Oh, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah so yeah. like he has to like disengage the switches and then like whoop, mother mole just whoop goes into the sun. <laughs> it's just yeah, just that easy. <laughs> it was interesting because didn't they say that they had Kurt, but he could only teleport himself yeah you couldn't take everything because they were too far away i think i I guess i wonder if maybe Eliana was somewhere because she could teleport a whole team yeah that would have been nice yeah well we're gonna find out Uh, i love in two weeks yes (laughs) she's one of my favorite x-men yes same so great great x-men and uh, yeah so house of x is actually reading a little bit more simpler to me yeah it's starting it's starting to come together it's starting to halfway through halfway through blows my mind every time powers of 10 i can't it blows my mind i can't figure well, it out because it's being we'll it's a story to being end. told in four timelines yeah. yeah it's just it's I, like i i almost want to wait until that's done and then and then do it as a top story because trying to do that week after week it's is so going to be confu- impossible it's so confusing we'll see maybe next week will make a little more sense we'll see. yeah no i'll no, never wait, no, say next never. week is another house 
it's house back to back, so we'll see. Oh, they're doing back to back. Yeah, like like oh, they did okay. back to back powers last week. Yeah, the week before. So, so we get another another house. Shows how week. much of pay- that's that's how much the reading order in the back is very brain. convenient. They post the yeah. reading order in every issue, and it is I crucial. You I gotta will say, keep up I've been that and the dossiers. I've been reading every single one of these because oh, yeah. to catch up to. on what's going on, and it's like fascinating it's like, like the dossiers in watchmen mm-hmm. yeah it's B- cool. a little less dense but it does still kind of feel like you're less eating dense? your vegetables i'd say more dense than the no, dossiers I mean, in watchmen like 18 pages long. i mean true but this one but the, but they were like they read like narratives these read like like engineering specs it's like code yeah exactly yeah and i kind of yeah. like that uh in you're talking about the reading order there's three that are highlighted in red and I'm just like, yeah, we what are still those? don't know. I also like this whole well, yeah. this one. The first one that's highlighted in red is the Moira. That was the Moira so one. So I'm yeah. assuming the other one's going to be like another. That's like, going to ah! be the, that's your big reveal <laughs> issues. Yeah. yeah. There's the like, big. oh, these are standard X-Men tales. No big deal. Uh, and yeah. Just buckle in. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like I like these uh, these dossiers because it's like it's like you're reading it on a computer that has this cool UX. Yeah, yeah, which yeah, I, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, I mean, in every other book that Hickman's done where he does, he, I mean, he basically does something like that in all of his books, mm-hmm. um, like Black Monday Murders, uh, East of West, all of them. And uh, he always does the um, graphic design. Like it's his his art is graphic design. So I'm it's almost a very similar style. fairly like, certain that he's, I know he came up with the um, the language. It's like a that shame was they got rid of Marvel created. AR. Yeah, could have used Marvel AR for that. In this <laughs> issue, you get the Krakoan oh, yeah, legend, yeah. I believe. Which, so a, which a fan deciphered in the very first issue. Which is crazy. Yeah, I mean, It's just a, a, a an alphabet. Yeah. It, uh, a I think you get it. Replacement code. Remember. Remember. Yeah. But yeah, you, uh, now you can follow those along Those are pretty home. hard. Those are pretty easy to crack. Yeah. I mean, I didn't do it. But. <laughs> <laughs> it's easy for someone who knows what they're doing. It's easy for it. somebody with the time and the patience. <laughs> it's easy if you're Krakoan. Yeah, right. Cipher. Cipher. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So that's that's House of X so far. Um, that brings us to this monster <laughs> of a book, uh, Marvel 1000, Dude. featuring, like, I don't know, en- every living artist and writer. It, it has all the, the, the credits on the very back. Uh, yeah, there's and it's, it's, it reads like a dossier from Hickman. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's nuts, everybody. Man. Yeah. Everybody was in this, uh, including my favorite artist. <laughs> Michael Who are those? Allred. I actually I have the Allred uh, variant, variant yep. cover. It was funny. I texted uh, Casey because I didn't find out there was going to be an Allred variant of this until like halfway through Wednesday. Mm-hmm. And I texted Casey. I was like, "Oh my god, if you get the the Allred cover," and she's like, "I got you." It's already <laughs> no, I was going to been... show you, but I assumed you'd already known. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, thanks so to Casey we're, for we're, throwing. Yeah, this you're in welcome. There. You know, I, I, uh, anytime I see an Allred cover, I try to put that. Yeah, can you try to summarize what this was supposed to be? So basically, what the, the concept <laughs> of this book is, each each day, each page is a year of Marvel history. So it's an if Marvel Comics had been coming out on a monthly schedule, this would be the 1,000th issue. This is also, yes, uh, as it we're recording now, yesterday was Marvel's um, 80th birthday, specifically that day, mm-hmm. so uh, August 29th. Um, but so, so each each page is a year in the life of marvel comics and so each one is kind of dedicated to it has like a little like um what was that vh1 show where it was like pop-up pop-up music where like you'd watch the music pop-up video pop-up video yeah, yeah. Nice. so it's like a little pop-up video like bloop this is oh yeah the yeah, year yeah, yeah. that happened whatever happened um so that was the theory and they got a different artist and writer creative team to do each page so and there's a lot 
is a lot. A it's lot very dense. Pages. It's very dense. And we're, I think as a group, we're a bit torn on what we thought of this book. Uh, I know RJ really enjoyed it. Uh, some of it, most yeah. of it, <laughs> I guess. Well, we could figure out like a few pages really stuck out. I yeah. Think, so, for, so for, for me, each of us. for me, so, so this book kind of read, um, like number one, it didn't really know what it was trying to do. Uh, cause it's kind of all over the place. One of the things it was trying to do was sell me on a character, uh, the masked intruder, who Raider. was huh? Master Raider. Raider? There we go. Sorry. Or the Thunderer. <laughs> the Master Raider, who was a character in like 40s Marvel, who's basically like kind of fallen into obscurity. But like you know, uh, most of the, the the pages from the 40s, you know, as it's going through, are, are talking about this like mysterious mask that's kind of just always been pre- prevalent in the Marvel mythos, and it's just kind of been around and controlling the fate of marvel comics and uh the very very last page is like 2020 and it's like boom the, the masked raider and it's like oh so you're just selling me on a character like this is just a this always is a, drink your oval team yeah it's it's yeah. a it's a solicit like it's it, that part yeah. really annoyed me because i'm like i i'm cool with bringing an old character back and making him relevant again but i'm not cool with you shoving it down my throat this book is supposed to be about you know like honoring marvel comics and instead i mean i guess it is kind of honoring did no one think it was going to launch a new book at the end because i totally knew i knew that i knew that i did not i uh, I, I knew that only because you know working at comic book store i heard like they sent us a pdf and my coworker got to read it so i I was just expecting it to be like well clearly at the end yeah, I mean, I well, in in the, in the very honoring Stan Lee way, it's just another promo pitch. Yep. Biggest hype man in the world. Not it's great though. <laughs> I liked that it. I think it added cohesiveness to the book, which it yeah, definitely I, helped so, make it make sense. I will give you that. Yeah. So my thing is either I would have liked it to been more cohesive, and the mask was actually bigger through the whole thing, and that's like a common thread through each page almost. Right. Or not at all. And just make it each page like a variety hour, and each page is its own thing, and it, there is no like unifying thread. But since you decided to do both, it's also neither. You know what I mean? It's yeah. this like it just doesn't know what it's trying to do because like the first ten pages are like mass intruder, mass intruder. Or I keep saying intruder. Um, that's a that's, that's a, a that's a, a band. band. That's why. Oh, <laughs> I hope I hope my roommate Johnny is listening. It's a really <laughs> like gimmicky pop punk band. Yeah, that, my my roommate loves that band. That's why I'm thinking <laughs> of them. Um, <laughs> but uh, so so like it's it's like the first ten pages are all about the Master Raider, and then it's just like oh there's Miss America and then Captain America, and I'm like oh oh okay this is just changing like it just it break next speed changes the uh the tone like all of a sudden yeah. um, that being said i really liked a lot of that stuff i'm also mad that they they edited the crap out of mark wade's uh essay uh because that's just yeah I, I read about that um i you know because it's like it's, you gave him free reign and then he, then it's not because it name dropped donald trump like it's he's still saying the same thing but you just yeah. you know ike perlmutter yeah. didn't want his buddy to be people don't want politics and comics but <laughs> but know. it's but captain america captain america who was introduced in 1941 before pearl harbor his first appearance is him punching a nazi in the face before right? like, america was in world war one yeah it was it was jack kirby's way of being like yo this is ridiculous we need to punch nazis before we were punching nazis it was so, world war ii what i say one, one. Yeah, my did. bad <laughs> i mean it was the germans yeah different version yeah um but yeah, so but that being said, I did really like a lot of the, uh, you know, I, I liked it as much as I like some of the creators, you know what I mean? Like, so there's good ones and there's bad ones. And I think that it did a lot really well. But yeah, it's a little insulting that it's just kind of a big commercial. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah but, a, you know, I felt the same way reading it because I was like, 
okay, I don't know that much about all these history, but I feel like I'm really missing something <laughs> with this mask thing. I was like, okay, I'm just going to figure it out along the way, whatever. I just don't know about 40s Marvel. And then I got to the end, and first of all, it took me about 35 minutes to read it because there is a lot it's going intense. on here. It's intense, yeah. Because there's not just like comic panels. There's just like, there's uh, some of them are like pages from like a book. Yeah, like some of them are actual pages. essays. Yeah, and like so there was a lot to digest and figure out who was doing everything. And then I got to the, this last, this this last page with twenty twenty, yeah, with twenty twenty, with showing the ma- who's under the black mask. And I, I, I almost threw it across the room. <laughs> I was, I was like, how dare you? Because I thought, like again, and RJ is looking at me like you're an idiot. Why didn't you not know this? But um, <laughs> <laughs> it's like I, I was like, oh, this is just gonna be like an homage to Marvel Con. Like it's yeah, just gonna be like honoring be. the history of Marvel, which a lot of it is. But I, I didn't like that they use that as a way to like just launch a new book, man. Like you don't yeah. need this. Yeah. Like, they to are. Do th- <laughs> you know, like it just I didn't. It, it, wow. just felt like no. it, it just feels like the wrong avenue to launch a new book. Like, put out, like, a zero issue or something like that. Like, to but get it with all the pages in here. I mean, he appeared in Marvel Comics number one. So now he's appearing in Marvel Comics 1000. Which it's that great. makes sense, I guess, if I had known Given. that. <laughs> <laughs> my, my main question, though, is, is how is this Marvel Comics number 1000? Well, that's what... The, so if... <laughs> if Marvel Comics... So since the Marvel Comics number one, you know, back in the day, if that had been coming out on a monthly basis, we would be hitting yeah. one thousand. Oh, okay. So, so it's, it's speculative. So yes. before it's Marvel was Marvel, they put out a book called Marvel Comics. Right. Yeah, when it was right. timely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which had the Master Raider and Namor and the original Human Torch. Right. Yeah. yeah. So. So so basically, they're uh, you know in the very Marvel fashion, they saw that DC did something. And they're like, whoa, we could do that, and then they just kind <laughs> of like together like this like uh, it makes sense it kind, you know it kind of felt like marvel didn't have a book hitting 1000 this year yeah so they, so they like bent over backwards to see how they could yeah. have a book hit 1000 yeah, that's exactly figured, what they someone did. figured this out and they were like someone guy, did the math this yeah. guy right here the second that dc <laughs> announced that they were going back to the original numbering for yeah. detective they and they, they were hitting 1000 uh marvel was just like how do we get there? Yeah. You know, and they, and they they tried that with Legacy to get to all their books to eighty or to eight hundred, you right. know, and seven hundred in, in the last year. So yeah, like it's they've been trying to catch up, and but they just you know they were invented after DC, so you just <laughs> you physically can't keep catch yeah. up, you know. Um, yeah, yeah. This this feels like an us two guys kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. Don't forget <laughs> about us. But, like you know, <laughs> there were some really cool ones. Um, what were y'all's What were y'all's favorite pages? I was gonna say, it just feels like the lame little brother. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I do of. this too. Yeah. Don't wait, wait, up. <laughs> wait up, guys. Yeah, don't no. wait up. Uh, I'll go first for favorite pages. Uh, I really like this Doctor Strange page. Oh, loved, Shocker, loved this page. for a really obvious reason. The I wasn't. Page. You had mentioned this, and I wasn't sure like what it was gonna be, and this popped up, and I was like, "This is incredible." Yeah, <laughs> I was just extremely surprised it was written by Joe Hill. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was yeah. That's, a yeah, that's interesting. <laughs> but, Assuming um, it's the same Joe Hill that I'm thinking of. It's, oh, it has to be. Yeah. I would think so, right? Yeah. It's Mike and Lara Allred. It's weird though, because because Lara Allred is credited on the page as Lara Martin. Weird. But, but then in the back page of the credits of everybody, she's credited as Lara Allred. I don't weird. know what that's all about. I don't is know she Lara she... Martin in the year that that page is <laughs> was she referencing? Alive when I that don't page? know if she was alive in 1951. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know what year that was for. 
But yeah, uh, it was for the um, the introduction of Tales to Astonish. No, uh, Tales strange of Suspense. T- strange Tales. Strange Tales. What, so what you Tales to Astonish the Ant Man. But it's yes, it's great. Okay. It's uh it's Doctor Strange in a laundromat trying to wash his cape, <laughs> <laughs> and his cape is like fighting him back. And then the last panel is is him sitting in front of the washing machine. The cape's going around. With like his tidy whities in there also, and he's reading a magazine called Wizard Fitness, totally <laughs> naked. And he is, he's looking good. He's looking good. He man. is, je- he is clearly taking Wizard Fitness to heart. Like he's, <laughs> he looks good. Yeah. No. But yeah, I, I, that was I, a really fun page. I love the Allred style, and they were they were perfect for for something like this. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I I, like I want to see them on Doctor Strange. That'd now. be so much fun. It would be great. Like I I really like It'd the be Chris perfect. Chris uh, Bocciolo yeah. run yeah. of mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. Like I think he's perfect for that. But I I want I want an Allred. Oh yeah, I mean especially after um, after his, their their run on uh, Silver Surfer. Oh man, uh, Dan Slott and the Allreds and Silver Surfer is one of my favorite things of the last five years. Yeah, it was yeah. beautiful. It was, it was great. So, but yeah, we know they can do crazy cosmic. Let's just put them on crazy cosmic. Please, 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 <laughs> definitely, please, universe, if you're listening. I, thank you for uh, ecstatics. I do like that. That's coming back. Oh, it's excellent. Oh, I now. can't wait. Oh, excellent. <laughs> Why are names so hard to say? So ridiculous. <laughs> well, I guess I'll go next since I'm kind of in the next row. <laughs> there you go. So there's a couple, of, but the one that stuck out, I think, was the one of the Daredevil. I think it was the only Daredevil one. Uh, yeah, I, I think it was. It's called the Devil's Brand. Was I think it was Joe Casada did this one. It was just like kind of just Daredevil talking to a reporter. I guess it may have been that guy. I can't remember his uh, name. Ben Urich. There it is. Yeah, that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then there's just the, there was the one line that was just kind of really like they're just kind of doing like an interview and he's talking about his nicknames and all this stuff and he kind of laughs when he mentions Man Without Fear and like I it's really like the line. It's like why is that funny? He's like because I'm not the man without fear i'm afraid all of the time oh it, yeah it's I like the that thing that keeps me alive and i'm like that was a really perfect way to sum up daredevil that's like, my secret cap i'm i'm always afraid exactly <laughs> right, right i just uh i really liked it and he's just kind of constantly kinda, shivering with fear yeah he just kind of <laughs> swings away and i'm like all right, all right for a one-page daredevil like that kind of nailed it like i i, I wasn't really stuck out to me there was another one but that i really like the daredevil that is really panel cool. and what was yeah. that was that the, actually for the the was that for the frank miller what year was that i'm trying to find it in the book i, I think that was in the i don't remember exactly what it was from but i think <laughs> trying it, to find stuff in, in this yeah book. No, like, no, I mean, me, this is a I bit think, of an uphill battle i, I marked the page the for the one that i liked but uh <laughs> I can't, i'm never gonna find this it's, yeah it's, I'll, I'll flip through it real quick oh there it is oh there it is yeah so it is for the uh, joe casada and jimmy palmiotti to launch the marvel knights imprint ah. is for for that one um which it, you know I, I, that's what got me into comics that era of like uh, you know in his um I think Asada did the art for Guardian Devil, which is one of the big ones that that got me into it. So, um, uh, but anywho, yeah, uh, the page that I really enjoyed. I mean, like, yeah, there a lot of them were really good, but one of the ones that stuck out to me was the um, the Jason Aaron uh, Goran Parlov one. This it's for uh, I've never actually read this, but it's it's uh, commemorating the 1993 Wolverine and the Punisher damaging evidence is published. Never. That was an awful series. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Like that's why? Why give that its own page? It, that's the uh, thing. Well, I mean, they just needed something for every year. I mean, it's 1993. What the what the hell else happened in 1993? I mean, the X Men got one for the manga verse, right? Is no, like no, what? That is so it, it's, it's funny you mentioned that too, because the first thing I did when I got this was thumb through it to find the X Men page, and, and it wasn't there. They didn't have one. Really. Yeah. Yeah. The they were created in 1964, which for that for Marvel Comics 1000, they chose the uh, the re thawing of. Captain America. Uh, I guess. Uh, I guess. Because like, Avengers 4. But also, like, whatever. 
X Men. Yeah. X Men was pretty big. Man. Yeah. yeah, I'd say X Men number one is bigger. X Men number one is bigger than than Avengers number four. Like, yeah, come on, you know. Yeah, that was a missed opportunity. I mean, Captain America's like the spearhead. He is, but maybe the they could have done. They, there were plenty other pages to do for Captain America. They, you know they, what I mean? They did a page for the Howard the Duck movie. That's <laughs> true. That's true. And the Deadpool movie. That uh, that actually that upset me i was like <laughs> of all the movies yeah they did iron the iron man movie which kind of launched the whole universe but i was like really yeah deadpool the deadpool movie yeah. come on guys come on um but yeah so so the page that i really liked is commemorating a, a bad book but it's basically just uh <laughs> <laughs> punisher and wolverine are, are just like about to fight all these ninjas and it looks like it's like oh it's like oh the ninjas have flamethrowers we're, we're this is gonna be tough and then uh you know he, like wolverine is is, is meditating and uh, Punisher's like, what the hell are you doing? He's like, you know, just for clearing my mind. It helps you focus. You should try it. I like bath bombs. And Pun- <laughs> <laughs> Punisher's like, what? And he's like, the fizzier, the better. I'll sit and soak in one for hours. The healing factor means I don't get pruney. <laughs> never-, <laughs> never told anybody about that. Never told about it. Uh- that's anybody it. in my life. I, I love the things that you find <laughs> out his like healing factor does. Exactly. It's such a <laughs> like good Like he little... doesn't get drunk. Yeah. 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 Uh, like for we're him, I feel like guys. That, that yeah. sucks. I love this. <laughs> like that yeah, is, I that mean, is, that does not work with his you personality You really got to put it away to stay drunk. Because he'll sober up in about 10 minutes. Yeah. Which, yeah. Whew, that's rough. Although I honestly, I, I've had nights where that really could have come in handy. Oh, definitely, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> but yeah, then it like it goes on, and uh, you know, it basically Wolverine's like it comes out that Punisher also likes bath bombs. <laughs> he says uh, sometimes I do it too. So hot that they're scalding, blistering. You know, it's like he gets all dark with it. Oh, it's God. like if we live through this. I'm sending you a box of bath bombs, Frank. <laughs> Here comes the napalm. <laughs> so it's like it's just this really good little cute like back and forth between the two of them and the, the art's great i love goran parlov and i love jason aaron <laughs> it's just it was great i, I love that. that you just described the page of wolverine and punisher as cute it's adorable <laughs> also love they're that. fighting it's ninjas great. with flamethrowers just it's adorable it's, 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 a, fun, cute. it's <laughs> a fun meat cute <laughs> uh, but yeah that was, that was probably my favorite page i mean there was a bunch that stood out but that was that was a great one how about you rj uh the one uh, there, there's a few that I liked, but I think one of the ones that sticks with me the most is the Donny Cates Spider-Man story, where he's talking about uh, his path that he he the patrol path, mm. and he's like, people don't think I have any pattern to it, but I've, uh, I have a spider sense, and he goes to historic sites in his life, um, like where Captain Stacy died and where Uncle Ben died. And he just feels it's like he has a uh, retroactive spider sense for those, and it's like a dull ache. And he just it it helps him keep you know a sense of who he is. And it was a really nice story, and I I'm glad that it's interesting to see Donny Cates uh, take the reins of so many different characters and just really uh, treat them so well. Yeah, he, he really gets it. You can tell he's like a he reads comics. Like he's a fan. He yeah, loves these characters as much as we do. You know what I mean? Like he's not just like some some suit getting paid to write comics. Yeah. He he's is, such an he's interesting fan, storyteller, you know? and he feels really new too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a really good one. I like that a lot. All right. Well, that's that's last week's comics, everybody. <laughs> um, so what what's everyone looking forward to uh, this week? 
Uh, it's a pretty, it's a pretty cool week. Yeah, Let's for see me, what first else. glance, uh, die number seven. That one pops out. That's Ooh. like a must read mm-hmm. for me every yeah. week. That both one of the prettiest and saddest books I've may have ever read. It's <laughs> so good. Um, it's gorgeous. It's sad. It's it's really well done. I would recommend that for sure. I'm th- I'm looking forward to that one. Um, as of the time that that this episode is premiering, um, the uh, my my store in Old City is doing a signing with James Tenney and the Fourth, who writes and draws a bunch of stuff for for DC. But he's doing a book uh, that comes out today called uh, "Something Is Killing Children." That book looks so good. Oh, it's wow. already hot. It's already like to like a third or fourth printing. It looks what? super cool. We got a bunch of them, so I can't wait to read that. Yeah, can't wait for you to pull that for yeah, me. Yeah, it basically it, <laughs> it looks like like the premise is like children are going missing, and the ones that come back have these like terrible, horrible stories. So basically, this like Elsa Bloodstone type lady comes to destroy the monsters that are doing this like literal monsters i love tinian's the woods yeah it is a great book yeah so so it just seems like it's very reminiscent of that so i'm excited to read that and i'm really excited to meet him too that's going to be cool um so if you're in philadelphia go to to, um brave new worlds in old city and meet james tinian and get him to sign this book because it's uh, sure to be a really good one um what else is there Uh, i'm excited because the legion are coming back yeah and i've read not nearly enough to explain to (laughs) <laughs> everyone here what the legion is i thought you were talking about legion so, from x-men i know i did too legion did superheroes too. uh so i guess there will be an extra podcast that is just me rambling for an hour trying to figure <laughs> we out can, we can do a patreon exclusive yeah. episode um i mean i haven't read much of of the legion either but i feel like bendis is is going to be good at synthesizing that to some degree if you think um, the x-men are confusing <laughs> wait till you get to the legion of superheroes yeah. that'll oh, be fun man. Uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, the next issue of Usagi Ojimbo. Um, oh, yeah. I like that IDW's got it. I like that it's in color. I didn't think I was going to like that it was in color. But uh, that's a really great series. Um, I might pick up Spawn 300. Why not? It's uh, the, the last three issues, like uh, 298, 299, and 300, are literally just like the x-men grand design of spawn so if you want to know the entire plot of spawn (laughs) i've never read a single spawn me i've read them Uh, i'm from the 90s (laughs) (laughs) uh they're not good but i read them i had the volume one omnibus that i read in college and i was like "Uh." (laughs) i mean i had a weird phase where i I was like uh, I, i had a weird phase where i was into spawn and like witchblade and like all that stuff. But uh, I mean, like it was kind of the only thing that was out exactly for, for people who are into that sort of thing. Dark, like, dark, like weird, like dark like, occult yeah, kind like, of yeah. sci-fi. And also, like, it was the only like female superhero I could find, yeah. and you know, so like that was a little bit. Uh, I feel like Spawn is there because like I I appreciate what Spawn represent and what they did, but like I don't need to read it. Yeah, I'm no, good. I'm good. <laughs> like, but thank I'll, you. I'll thumb thank through three hundred. Uh, we'll see. Um, there's a bunch of stuff here. There's yeah, uh, uh, Doom Patrol: Way to the Worlds. Can't wait to blow y'all minds with that uh i see sea of stars three is coming yes, out oh, yeah, space bandits three is coming out um just flipping through uh <laughs> more uh, green lantern more lois lane that's one of my favorites that's been coming out. Justice League. oh yeah berserker unbound is yeah. really good yeah yeah th- there is another justice league that's a good one and there's the one right above that i'm looking at i have no idea battle what it pug is. battle pug <laughs> <laughs> i am I've interested no, to see what I that feel is like i just is that an image book uh no it's is an albatross book i believe albatross yeah okay. that's the same well um grumble is a albatross is is eric powell's um new m- new book 
line publisher uh publisher there you go that's the word and um he came out with a book called grumble where like it's a bunch of wizards and like magic users and one of them gets turned into a pug and the like this woman has to like carry around this like snarky pug guy <laughs> that's gonna help her like you know like solve her Deal. problems and Deal. uh it's the same artist that's been doing grumble so he just draws really good pugs <laughs> that's awesome i just saw the name and i'm like i kind of just need it's, to pick i mean up, i don't I know anything about it other than like it's like this like conan the barbarian type dude riding a, a giant battle pug it's like battle cat from like he-man cringer yeah <laughs> I'm, like i'm in yeah no it's gonna be great like it's called wait. battle pug, battle like, pug. Like, i didn't need much more than that to be yep. honest yeah sold oh web of web of black widow looks fantastic yeah. i saw some of the interior pages like some of the art it looks like solid i can't wait for that what's so. what is that about Black Widow. Oh, right. I missed that part. My brain <laughs> literally turned off for about three seconds. Web of and then shut down. That, it did. <laughs> yeah, 100%. Like, that wasn't Spider-Man. I didn't yeah, I'm like, there's, Wait a minute. Is there another Spider-Man coming out? So, oh, my uh, God. So that's, that's this week's comics. Uh, after last week's comics <laughs> today. Uh, so make sure you follow us on Twitter and Instagram uh, at last week's comics. Both of those. Um, uh, we're still kind of new to this whole thing, so uh, give us a break. <laughs> we, we've had we had kind of a, a a bumpy start of the social media starting out. Casey posted a bunch of stuff that I deleted, and Casey had to post it again. But uh, we're on the same page now, so go check us out on social media. Uh, if you like what you hear, you want more, uh, please support us by going to duelinggenre.com slash support. Not only will you help us keep the lights on here at Tales from the Short Box, but you'll also get a ton of Patreon-exclusive content from the whole Dueling Genre family. Uh, and please, always support your local comic shop. Get out there, buy some comics, and we'll see you next week. For myself, Casey, Sean, and RJ, this is Tales from the Short Box. Goodbye, everybody. <laughs> <laughs>